and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we are happy to have you here with us. We already have almost 50 people here, and we have we've just started. Uh, I am so uh, jazz to be here. Obviously, you know, last week I took off uh, some time to spend with Mrs. Boom. It was our 22nd anniversary. And just want to say real quick, a real big thank you to all of the very awesome and amazing messages that we got from many people in the community, uh, th- you know, wishing us well, you know, having a lot of nice things to say. So, yeah, I had put out a post and almost 500 people, uh, uh, you know, liked it and retweeted it. It was probably one of my uh, you know, favorite post because so many people, so many people had so many nice things to say. But listen, folks, we have an incredible show. We're going to be talking a lot about Xbox and the current ongoings. Um, and of course, we're going to be talking about Starfield. Uh, their customizable, uh, customizable uh, aspect of it, where you can design your own character, is probably going to be the deepest in Bethesda's history. Uh, we're going to be talking about. The uh, the new information that comes out of the way of Tamara Morrison. Now, if you don't know who he is, he is the actor that plays Boba Fett. And he has, in his past, um, voiced numerous Star Wars games. And he had something to say about a new Star Wars game that's coming. And I know that for a while we've been talking about The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, folks, I kind of think that we might have an actual Xbox-exclusive in the form of a Boba Fett game. But again, that's that's com- that's complete speculation. Of course, we're going to talk about the new information that comes the way of Special Nick of the Xbox Era podcast, good friends of this program, where EA apparently is making a Marvel game. And the question that comes to mind, at least for me and some people already on this, pa- on this panel, is, is this an opportunity? for xbox to potentially make some sort of a deal even if it's a timed exclusive for said ea game and get that marvel game locked up onto xbox that is something that we're going to be talking about and of course the final topic ladies and gentlemen the big one the one with the one that i have uh put out there on the socials xbox beats playstation in japan once again what does this mean well some people that responded to my post said it means nothing and of course they were blocked immediately for stupidity but the truth is <laughs> you know how do streaks happen ember how do, how do streaks happen well you got to get one win you got to get a second and then a third and a fourth and a fifth and then a tenth that's and a 20th and a 30th and that's how you build destinies that's how you build uh streaks and let me tell you something, folks. Japan is going to be a battleground this fall when Riot's games come to Xbox Game Pass. It is a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, enough of me rambling. <laughs> Let's get into the introductions. Umbra, how the heck are you, brother? Welcome. Thank you. For boom. Thank you, Boom. Thanks for having me again, man. I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here with you guys. Uh, first time actually podcasting with uh, Dan, Daniel here and, and Josh. So very nice to meet you two fellas. Yeah. Zemi, uh, of course, the former birthday boy, played a few games with him over the weekend, too. Yeah, I'm ready to chop it up with you guys. Uh, well, well, we're certainly glad to have you. Obviously, Pong Soul, he's at work. Mav is... Uh, helping his today's Mav's daughter's birthday, so big happy uh, birthday to her. He has a lot of uh, of her friends coming over, and of course, he's playing lifeguard as well as dad. So you know, obviously, got to make sure the kids are okay, and uh, he'll be back next week. 
Uh, VJ still under the weather, and Boxenberger had a work thing. So thank goodness that we actually have three guests. And, you know, here we are. We're putting on a show for you. Hopefully you enjoy enough to either subscribe if you're not already subscribed or, of course, hit the like button. Let's welcome in our other guest, Daniel McGee, making a return appearance. Daniel, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm doing really good. We actually uh, just hit a, a really big milestone over on uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, in that I put out my first video. It was about the uh, the uh, Square Enix situation with all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Uh, and it's my first video to really set off fanboys. <laughs> it really <laughs> showed up in my car. I said in passing at one point that I had not heard good things about uh, Final Fantasy Crisis Core. And wouldn't you know it, all five Crisis Core fans showed up to <laughs> just raid my comments. I, you know what? You, you know you've made it when the trolls come to your, your channel. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Is they're coming in, they're leaving these paragraph-long things about how I suck, and the algorithm doesn't know the difference. So it's recommending my video more. Viewership's up like 500 views or something. I love like, it. It's that's amazing. Great. That's love great. It. That's Can't awesome. Wait. Good on the trolls. You see you trolls? You help this man out. See, who's the real winner here? You? Come on your terrible comments or Daniel <laughs> McGee? I think Daniel McGee is the real winner. Uh, but listen, uh, I we love to have you here because obviously getting you and Umbra and Zemi Games who all have, uh, you know, who, who have podcasts, who have YouTube channels. The, the point of having you on here besides having an intelligent conversation is to get people to know who you are. So, of course, you can see and reap the rewards of being on the show. And uh, as like I said, my job is to promote you guys. And I hope that I do a good job in doing so. But Zemi Games went from podcaster from content creator to game maker what's going on brother welcome back oh thank you so much for the invite man i'm uh super excited to be back and uh man i've been playing a ton of fable here recently and let me just say real quick if there's anyone in the chat and i'm sure most of them have already played like fable one or have played like the fable anniversary edition but wow oh my god fable one is a masterpiece like it is yeah, it's been like 10 plus years since I last played it, and it, it is just blowing me away, like it, how, you know, advanced that game was for its time. But Absolutely, uh, yeah. Man, I'm, I've just been uh, relaxing, working on my game some more, uh, trying to add achievements, uh, you know, to Xbox, and, and hopefully soon I'll have, uh, you know, a nice announcement for that. Uh, and then other than that, you know, just been uh, playing a bunch of Fable. So, yeah, but man, super uh, excited for the show. Thanks so much for uh, getting me back on. Yeah, well, it's 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 great to have you on, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And last and no way least, Josh, or should I say TikTok, Josh? What's up, brother? How's our, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. So glad to be here. Fighting a little bit of a cold, so if I sound a little hoarse or whatever, I do apologize. But really excited to chat about these topics, and uh, uh, nice to meet the new faces and the returning faces. So glad to be here. Well, it's 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 honestly great to have you here. L let's let's get into topic number one, shall we? And get uh, everyone's opinion. And Zemi, I'm going to go to you first because if anyone represents the Bethesda brand uh, better than you, then I'd have to give them the Gold Star Award because you seem to be one of the biggest Bethesda fans going. And uh, the Xbox UK Twitter account put out um, a tweet uh, regarding the customization of of um, of Starfield, which will be launching hopefully in the first quarter of next year. Um, and according to what they said, uh, they said this with the tweet. Uh, hashtag Starfield's character crea creator, uh, you can customize your way. 
It appears that there's going to be a deep customization and the most detailed in the developer's history. Uh, and of course, here's what should be important to you. Pick your look, choose your background, get optional traits. Who will you be? And they went through a whole video where it showed every race, creed, color. Uh, listen, Zemi, this is going to be epic. <clears throat> Uh, and I mm -hmm. say that not just because this is the first uh, new IP in a decade from uh, God Howard, as he's known among many people. Um, it is one of the biggest uh, um, IPs uh, that's coming that as an exclusive to Xbox and PC. It's going to be one of those games, I honestly believe, that's going to have a ridiculous amount of water cooler moments where your story is going to be incredibly different from mine. Uh, we may not even cross the same uh, alien race. We may, I may, uh, you know, uh, board a, a pirate ship, kill them all, get some random weapon that's that's OP'd, and you'll never see it because Starfield is supposed to be big. But one of the things that sets this game apart, what sets many Bethesda games apart, is the the ability to customize your character to build your you in this universe when you hear that this is going to be potentially one of the most detailed customization aspects of the uh, of bethesda's history how, how, how does that excite you brother oh it gets me very excited boom very very excited i mean you know i i've of course been playing bethesda games for many 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 years now and you know i've kind of seen like a trend kind of a transition to simplifying things uh a lot more than like really just expanding on them for bethesda games like for instance Morrowind um had just a lot more things in the game that you could kind of do that that affected like your character uh and then they they kind of dummied it down a little bit for oblivion and then they dummied it uh it uh, again down for uh skyrim and one of the things that i really really missed from the old school um elder scrolls games was being able to pick a class like and it appears that you know this game is going to kind of allow you to have sort of a class as in you know a background uh which really really gets me excited and just like looking through like all of the backgrounds that i found on like uh like starfield wiki like it looks like they have one that's called cyber runner and that just gives me some flashbacks to cyberpunk 2077 that just sounds <laughs> awesome yeah like 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 beast hunter bouncer bounty hunter chef you could have the background of being a chef i mean just all of these different backgrounds sounds really, really cool. And this is something that uh, a lot of really amazing role-playing games do, like Dragon Age and uh, Mass Effect did it to, you know, to, to a decent extent. And, and, you know, the very first Mass Effect game, being able to choose what background you have to feel closer to the character. And to like, I don't know, to me, it feels like the character that I'm creating then actually has a history in this world. Whereas whenever you're creating a character for a lot of games without, you know, like the whole background and, and all that different stuff, it just feels like you're just, you know, being born right then and there. And like, there's no rhyme or reason to what you did previously before, you know, you took control of that character. Um, but overall, I'm I'm extremely excited. I mean, just the the amount of detail that you can put into your character, and of course, you know, you're able to pick male or female. That's you know pretty basic. It seems like they have pretty much all like the like the basic character uh, designing elements that you know we've kind of all come to expect in uh, you know as players of video games. Um, but it just looks even better, right? Um, 
the just the characters in this game you know i'm not going to sit here and tell you that you know they look you know like you know 100 like real people or anything crazy like that but they look so much better than you know the character models and and fallout 4 and and uh, you know skyrim and so on and so forth um i am very 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 excited to jump in and these traits look absolutely hysterical i mean um there, there's a trait i think for like starter home right and you uh own a small house at the very beginning of the game but you have to, but you have like a fifty thousand uh credit mortgage that you have to worry about paying down um some of these traits are just absolutely awesome i love them so much i cannot wait to jump into this game and be able to design my character. In some ways, they're not going to do this, but one thing I think would be flipping amazing if they did. Saints Row released a boss factory that you can yes. go ahead and download right now and create your own character for Saints Row. How awesome would it be if Bethesda dropped something like that, but for Starfield to allow all of us to be able to create our character um, you know, three months or so on and so forth before the game actually launches. I think that that would be incredible. They're probably not going to do that. That would probably be way too much work um, for, for the amount of time that they have left. Uh, but that would be awesome. I would love that. I, I actually think you should put that onto the socials and, and direct that directly at Todd Howard. I, I think that is a, an incredible idea. And you know something? I had forgotten that that was available because I'm definitely getting Saints Row I'm, uh, Saints Row uh, is one of the games I'm hoping comes to Xbox Game Pass. Not because I don't want to spend the money, because I'm going to buy the game anyway. Um, but I would, I, because of how light they are in regards to first party this year, mm -hmm. beefing up some uh, some big third party releases that that seem to be that fit. I co-signed uh, that boom, but I, I'm, I'm going to say this: I'm unabashedly unashamed to say mm -hmm. i wanted to come to game pass because i don't want to spend the money for it well, i'll tell you, anybody you that service, so you technically are spending the money that's already. right yeah, i'll so tell anybody they'd be like oh you know xbox don't buy games if that's what the, that makes you feel better inside as long as i get that game on game pass i do not care what narrative you run with well i i i think that if you look at what's coming in october the the release list that i was i was i was as as i was doing some stuff around the house i actually was folding because i did the wash today so uh, yeah real life folks it happens um i was listening to uh living split screens uh this this weekend's past show because my nephew was over and i couldn't hang out in the chat so i was listening to it and uh, they were going over the list of games coming in October, folks. It is ridiculous, uh, and a lot of those games are coming to Xbox <clears throat> Game Pass. Uh, there are a couple that are, you know, un unknown at this point. Gotham Knights seems to be the one that a lot of people want. I wanted in in there for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think that would be uh, that's a great that is a fantastic uh, um, game to get into Xbox Game Pass. Again, we don't know if that's coming. They they should fork out the money for it. That is for sure. Oh, but Umber, since you jumped in, let's get your opinion on this. Look, Starfield, without any doubt, is going to be one of the biggest games released next year. Now, that's 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 saying something, considering that you know next year, specifically, just looking at an Xbox, is a loaded, loaded year, and we only know the first half. We don't know what's coming in July until the end of 2023, which we could get some big bombs there. How important is it to hear, for at least for you, uh, uh, how detailed this is going to be in regard to creating your own, you know, uh, you know, character? 
it's pretty important to me. And the thing about Bethesda games is Zimby and anybody else who plays them or played them knows it's like the creative freedom they give you absolutely matters and it absolutely draws you into those Bethesda games. That's why they're so monumental. Some people, of course, tried to play it down with the whole No Man's Sky thing. But I, I had to have this debate with somebody on Twitter before, and it's like they're not even comparable in any real way. In, in any real, real way that matters, of course, you're going to have crossover because it's space. So you're going to go to space. You're going to fly. You're going to probably have dog fights in space. You're probably right. You're going to do mineral um, extractions and things like that. So that's that's a given. But as far as all of those things, it's just so in-depth. So I'm hoping um, that it's really, really deep. And from what I've seen, it is. Uh, I don't know if it allows you to make any alien-type characters from what I've seen. It seems to be human-based, period. And I think even a story lends itself to that uh, based off what I remember hearing and reading. Because uh, I know it's like the last of humanity or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But it absolutely matters. You know what I'm going to do, right? I, I already told you before in the last time I was on here, like what type of ship I'm going to try to create, especially yep. with those mods. I'm trying to get the Millennium Falcon, y'all. But I'm going to tell Nothing you know, wrong with that. that nothing that's at the all. one thing I can't wait to see. The, the modding community is so talented. They are. Uh, how some of them aren't devs on their own right shocks me because we've seen like entire campaigns, specifically if you look like to uh, talking about Bethesda game, <laughs> what they did with New Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like they continued the story leaps and bounds well past. They've created full on games that mm -hmm. run better than the, it's, it's the original game, which is, I, I cannot wait to see. I don't see. know if I'm impressed with the modders or disappointed with Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, wait a minute, how you all, maybe you all should be hiring them, but absolutely, I'm, I'm going to make a black exploitation space captain. And only I can do that because I'm black, Sue. So I'm going to do that. And he's going he's he's to be based off black dynamite. You know, I'm, I'm going to role play as him. And I might stream it. I'm going to role play and talk, jive talk like from the 70s. That is funny. They're like, uh, yeah. yes, we need you to go into this, this, uh, whatever new planet, blah, blah, blah. What you trying to tell me, mama? I'm going to be real extra about it. I, I love you. it. That's awesome. Hey, listen, they, they did that for, they did this role playing thing for Grand Theft Auto Online. You know, we saw our, uh, guys from Kind of Funny, um, uh, doing that. So that it's it, those kind of role playing stuff. That's that's a, actually a thing. But yeah, I, I, I'm very excited because I normally um, I do make a character that looks at me. You know, I put the mohawk on, I get the glasses. You know, I, I try to make it close to what I look like. But I think that for this particular game, because of its relevance and its importance to me as a gamer, being this incredibly 10 year decade long uh dream of 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 todd howard and that team to bring to fruition um and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a lot of time making this character as close to me as possible because i really want to uh, for this to be my story and i and i can't wait to have these conversations with everyone in the community who will will be playing the same game but have such different stories to tell it's uh, it's very exciting for sure. Uh, Daniel McGee, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What, what what are your thoughts on the the what they're what they're claiming to be one of the most detailed and biggest customization in Bethesda's history? Oh, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm the kind of guy who, when I'm playing a, a an RPG, I'll I'll spend like an hour in the character creator before I start the game, and then get into the game and see that the character that I made looks like a monster, and go back into the character creator. <laughs> Um, that's, that's great, right? 
Um, so, so I'm really excited for it. And I think it's really important just for like, you know, representation purposes, obviously. Um, you know, I hope that they do the thing that a lot of RPGs have been doing lately where it's like, oh, well, you can separate like, you know, the pronoun from the body type and all that. So that yeah. people who associate in that way can, you know, feel represented. I mean, it's a game that takes place in the future. Hopefully it's a better future than, than where we are now. Um, so that's all really exciting. I, I mean, for me, uh, really my role play really comes more down to the choices that I make in the game. So hopefully that's on the same level, but I think it's just, I think it's really, really important. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, and, and I think that, you know, no, knowing how Todd Howard looks at these games and how he designs these games, we, we understand, or at least we have expectations that there is going to be a future where a lot of these decisions are going to matter. Um, I don't necessarily know if your character design is going to matter in the conversation uh, because then you're really getting into the minutia of, you know, why, why does it matter? Is it because you're a female in space? Is it because you're African-American or you're an alien? I, I, I hope it doesn't get that detailed because what you don't want to see is real life. You want to play these games to escape. But with that said, I absolutely like Zemi brought up a great point. The fact that I can be this uh, scumbag pirate that goes around robbing everyone and have a, have a history of I used to cook, I was a chef, is hilarious. I mean, I just think that so, there's going to be so many different things. Again, what, what excites me um, is the conversations that we're going to have because everyone is going to be so different. I think that everyone is going to play this game differently. There's gonna, like I'm going to play the game as a good guy. Like I actually, like I have a tick. Like I, I, I find it hard to play as a bad guy. I, I don't know why that is. Like even like when I would be, uh, you know, like trying to do a different shepherd, I always go back to being the good guy. I swear I'm the same way, boom. I, I, I try to be the enemy too. Like Fable, I try to like be evil. And it's like ah, I can't. Do it. So I can't do it. With my latest playthrough of Fable, I've told myself I'm gonna be the evilest monster I can be. And like every five minutes, I have to remind myself, no, Zimmy, you're a bad guy. What would the bad guy do? What would the bad you have to give guy yourself do? Pep talks. No, you're yeah. bad. Look at the mirror. Oh my god, that's great. Uh, so you have the horns instead of the halo which is hilarious yeah. uh and, and and you know what i wanted to say this before i didn't want to get us too off track but i have to go to zemi real quick with this and say my god not 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 to to, to, to give the business to, to microsoft but if fable isn't coming out for another two years let's just say for mm -hmm. shits and giggles and Ooh, i don't are think you gonna going say, to. are you gonna say like remaster like come out with why a why isn't because, there oh an unreal god, engine yes, five fable uh, I'm just saying that remake the original and Unreal Engine Five. I, listen, look, look, look. Again, I don't want to go. I don't. I, we still have to get uh, poor. Josh I want him to remaster all three, man. No, I want no, no, him. No, I, want no. him oh, I am gonna take yes, this down please. a road, folks. So get prepared. <laughs> Everyone and their mother is excited for the Last of Us remake because the Last of Us in itself is one of it's, it's a pinnacle game in history. Not just PlayStation history, but I'm just talking about gaming history. It did things. It told stories unlike anything before. It, it was emotional. It was it was something. It, it was special when it released, and it still remains to be. Uh, Sony is releasing a '70s, almost an $80 remake. That's a one-to-one -one remake, and everyone's cheering. And everyone's excited. And if you never played it, I'm almost jealous that you never played it. Right. But 
the fact of the matter is, is that it gains so much momentum because people are excited to play said game. Uh, we lost Zemi. He'll I promise to pop. We'll get him back here in a second. With that said, guys, I feel that it is an incredibly missed opportunity that we do not have a, a remake of Fable, which I don't think would be that hard, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not a developer. I know you're not making a new game like you are in uh, making Fable, like Playground Games is, but they could hire someone to remake Fable in Unreal Engine 5, and I don't think it'd be that hard. I think it's a missed opportunity, but... Oh, hey, Zemi, you're back. What's up, Zemi? We lost you for a hot second. Um, N64, Josh, let, let, let's reel this back in, and let's get your opinion on this. What, what are your thoughts on this confirmation that this is going to have one of the most deepest ca- character customization in, in Bethesda's history? I mean, it's fantastic listening to you guys talk about it and how excited everybody sounds. I think it's great. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to take you on a little, a little journey here of just how basic and vanilla I am. Okay. Mass Effect 1 comes out. I actually spend some time in the character creator. Knowing Mass Effect 2 is coming out. I hated the fact that my character didn't look like Shepard from the box. So I replayed. <laughs> mass effect one i don't replay games let me let me make this very clear i do not replay games i replayed through mass effect one not realizing that i could have changed the character because i didn't know that ahead of time but played all the way through mass effect one so that my shepherd was the shepherd from the cover of the box (laughs) that's hilarious dude When, when i started mass effect two so yes i am i am basic i am vanilla i understand nothing wrong with that I also am all about getting into the game and not spending that because it's like, okay, let me spend all this time and then put a helmet on. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of and not to mention it's first person. So I'm like, this isn't multiplayer. As far as we know, nobody else is going to be seeing me other than the NPCs that don't care. And so I kind of just, you know, I know it can be third person too, right? We did see, but again, you're in a helmet. Most of the time you're going to have different pieces of armor on. I'm just like, let's get to the action. I do. I like the other like characteristics that they're adding. Like, yeah, I used to be a chef, stuff like that may play a role later on in the game at different with, you know, small different aspects, which I think is also pretty cool, but I'm like knowing how massive this game is. I'm not going to spend a lot of time creating my character. I want to get, I want to start exploring. I mean, I, you know what, that, 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 that's, that's perfectly understandable. I am going to say something to what you just said. If you pick the chef class, I'm going to tell you this right now, there better be an opportunity to save a hostage. Cause you know how to make a better burrito than the guy that they just killed. I'm telling you right now, if they don't have that story beat in there, there I'm, go. I'm going to riot because I think that if you are putting a chef in there, the ability to say I was a chef that better come into play. You bet. You better save your own life by being able to cook the <clears> best <throat> dish that uh, that you could possibly make. Achievement, <laughs> master chef, unlocked. <laughs> there you go. I, you I, I could say something really dark, but I'm just gonna like move away from that. Yeah, like, I'm, okay. I'm guessing it's with cu- cooking the human, isn't it, Zimmy? <laughs> it is. It's with cannibalism. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to bring this, but I love a it. lot That's of great. a lot of Bethesda games 
have involved cannibalism. Okay, like, they, like, they, they do. That is as yeah. a fact. Yes, and I could just imagine you finding like this cannibalistic cult on some planet and being like, "Hey, I used to be a chef. Have you thought about adding garlic? Maybe <laughs> like you know, I a little imagine, space like, paprika would, go a long way." Yeah, that would be like the perfect like crossover oh of your background in game. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, listen, I mean, this is what we're hoping comes to this game. And, I, and like I said, look, the reality is, folks, we were all disappointed, but I am I'm absolutely OK with the delay. I really am. I, I think that with the extra time that they give this game, you know, n- Normally, Bethesda games they're they they release and they're a little bit buggy and everyone's like, yeah, you know, it's a Bethesda. That's the the charm of Bethesda. I I'm hoping that this is in fact one of those games that bucks that that trait that they're known for, and it just is just an amazing experience, and we're all just loving it. But um, listen, folks, I'm gonna get into topic number two. Uh, but before I do, I got to catch up with some of the super chats. Been quite a few of them. Uh, we have one that comes in. The first one is from. Let me just get to the private chat. Thank you, Zemi Games. Drawn TJ drops the first five hours of today, and he says, "Hi guys, Xbox handheld at possibly 1440p at 30 FPS would be perfect." Hell, I love the idea of them making their own. Yeah, I've I've actually said this. Um, I'm going to be sitting down um, with Luke Lore. Uh, who you know used to be a, uh, a member of the panel for the Xbox Factor podcast this Thursday on the new episode of X Vlog Live, and that is the lead story. The uh, we've heard, uh, we've been hearing some rumblings from Jeff Grubb. We've heard some things from um, Je- Jez Corden of Windows Central uh, that apparently they are testing a handheld xbox and as great as you being able to play in your phone and your tablet and on your refrigerator that's not how i enjoy playing i actually want them to do their own handheld i want i think they should i think that that well if you're putting it on the tv and it's on your pewter and then you can play on your tablet and your phone well why not have a handheld so we're going to get into that on this thursday show so thank you for the super chat brother we also have kirby zero louise good friend of the program drops a five dollar super chat and says boom if uh if you're struggling with role playing a villain then go listen to some disney villain songs that'll do the trick <laughs> p.s great show yeah i mean disney villains are great but that's awesome brother thank you for Put that on some lion king boom yeah absolutely that's great i love it uh highlander double double one drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says i'm nervous as it's a new game from bethesda but i have no fear of playing it as it's a game it's, it's in game pass i have no i, I only have i only risk my time yeah i i think this is going to be one of those um system sellers but i think it's going to potentially be an xbox game pass seller once this thing gets reviewed and i think it's going to be reviewed high and i i could be wrong i i suspect this is going to be one of those um high 90 meta games uh and again it's my speculation uh, i think that if it turns out to be that big of a game uh this is going to be one of those games that does sell um xbox game pass subscriptions this is no doubt about it we also have you um, drops a two pound super chat and says, when do you think X cloud will do 4k 60 like stadia? That's actually a fantastic question, dude. I actually have no idea. I've tried it. And I've, every time I've tried it recently, it works really good. I've had no problem. I've tried games with controller 
with the uh, controller, you know, on the screen, and I've had zero problems with it. Um, I would love to see them get up to Stadia level, considering that Stadia is dead. Um, that would be great. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, that, that's something. You know what? If you if you really want to know, drop Jason Ronald. Uh, uh, you know, at, you know, at him on Twitter. He usually responds. That guy's that guy's aces. Uh, Raiden Blade, good friend of the program, drops a ten-pound super chat and says, "Hey, boom and panel. I just heard about a PS fan account got hacked. His mom ca- contacted Sony for a refund. Mom turned to the bank to get the refund, and Sony blocked the account. Over two hundred games, fifteen years fan. Yeah, you know what? That's a, that's actual and a fact. That's disgusting. Um, and I've told the story before, not to get off track, but my brother Neo Mental." Uh, is a big Destiny fan. He has over 5,000 hours across three platforms. And he had pre-ordered Destiny 2. Um, and three months, folks, not three days, not three weeks, three months before the game was going to release, he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm only going to have time to play it on Xbox. I'm going to cancel my pre-order. Sony told him, no dice. You can't cancel. He's like, but it's three months away. Why can't I cancel it? Oh, we don't cancel pre-orders. So he went to the bank. And the bank got his money back, and they locked out his account. And he could not get his account back until he bought Destiny. They're like the Gestapo. Wow. Yeah, it, it, they're disgusting. No, no one calls Sony out for that. But their their customer service when it comes to refunds and stuff is not only abysmal; it is probably the worst in the industry. And that no one ever says anything to Sony. Again, it's Microsoft bad, Sony good. No matter what they do, it's it, it's it's unbelievable. But that's a that's a that's a sad state of affairs, and like I said, this is this is where the Better Business Bureau has to get involved. Um, that's that's gross. If that if in fact that that continues to happen in 2022, but folks, let's get into topic number two, folks. Look, um, here's the thing. Um, I, I got to shout out Idle Sloth 84. Now, if you don't if you don't follow this dude on Twitter, you're doing it all wrong. This guy is uh, is a sleuth. He finds all this Xbox news, and I recently reached out to him, and he was nice enough to drop this into my DM. And uh, he put out on Twitter, for your information, Tamara Morrison, Boba Fett, who did voice acting for Republic Commando, Battlefront series, and, 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 the, and the Bounty Hunter game. Well, he was asked early this month if he will return to voice acting in Star Wars games anytime soon. And this is what he had to say, and it's quite simple. He says, there will be something coming. I can let you know that for a fact. Now, here's the thing. I put in the notes, is this a Boba Fett game? Is this a Boba Fett exclusive? Now, we've been hearing for quite some time that Microsoft has locked up a few IPs, specifically Disney IPs, one of which is a Star Wars game. It's a rumor. And the other is a Marvel game. And uh, we're going to get into the second top. We're going to segue into a second uh, a Marvel topic right after this. But keeping with Star Wars, um, if he is doing some voiceover work, which he has confirmed that he is, is this a part of the Mandalorian game that's a, you know, rumored to be? In, 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 or is it an actual Boba Fett game? Well, we don't know, but we're certainly going to speculate and talk about it. Zemi Games, I want to go to you first on this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things we were talking about in the in the uh, in in the green room before we went uh, live, you know, specifically with uh, Umbra, what frustrates me as an Xbox fan. I know the Xbox is listening, so and 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 I don't take that for granted. They have they don't have to listen to this show, but I know that they do. 
one of the things that frustrates me um, with Xbox is this um, absence of licensed IPs. Like it, it, it's one of the things that that it, it, it seems like they don't want to make they don't want to be a part of. And I think it's an in- incredible mistake. Now, we have heard rumors that they have rectified that with these deals with Disney. There's a poten- uh, potentially an, uh, a Star Wars IP that's exclusive. There's apparently a Marvel IP that's coming that's going to be an exclusive. And that's great. And I think it, I, I want to say thank the gaming gods. It's about time that this has happened. I know that Phil Spencer specifically not a big fan of it because he has no control. But if you make the deal a certain way, well, you can have a lot of control. And I and I'm glad to hear that this might be a thing for you. How is it? How important is Microsoft getting a Star Wars IP, and more importantly, potentially uh, having having a uh, Boba Fett be uh, voiced? by the guy that was in the original trilogy. I mean, first off with the guy, you know, voicing Boba Fett, I mean, that could be its own standalone Boba Fett game. Yep. Um, it could be maybe another uh, Republic commando game or, or something like in the vein of that, something like kind of clone wars, uh, you know, related. Um, it could also, I guess, potentially be he, you know, him working with the people um in like uh, the jedi survival game maybe boba fett's going to make an appearance in that game right yep. for all that we know um as far as the importance of xbox having like an exclusive uh star wars game i'm going to be honest this is me personally i could care less the thing that i care about is just that i'm able to play it right gotcha um i don't care if xbox gets you know an exclusive marvel game or if they get an exclusive uh star wars game what i care about is can I play it? Right. Um, I don't care if the PlayStation people can play it. And so long as I can play it too. Right. Um, right. That's really and truly what, what I care about. The second thing is I'd love to see it go into game pass, right. Yeah. It saves me money and it yeah. grows the service even more. And, you know, Xbox isn't really playing the game of who can sell the more, the most consoles. They're, they're really playing the game of, you know, who can, or, you know, how many subscribers can they get to this awesome service? That's really the game that they're playing. Um, you know, whenever uh, PlayStation got the timed exclusive, I think for uh, the Knights of the Old Republic uh, reboot or remake or whatever it is, like that kind of killed a little part of my soul, right? It really did because I want I wanted to play that so 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 badly. Um, so you know, worst case scenario, or you know, if nothing else, I want Xbox to make sure that Xbox players are able to play you know, these Marvel games and these Star Wars games that, you know, that, that PlayStation, you know, that are third party that should otherwise be third party, right? If that is, you know, locking in a marketing deal, if that is, you know, getting uh, the game into Game Pass, whatever, you know, they need to do, I, I definitely want them to do that. Um, with that being said, if they make a Marvel game that is exclusive, I mean, I'm I I'm not the biggest fan of that. I mean, I've made my you know my my opinion of of exclusives like third party exclusives very very clear over the last couple of years. I don't like the idea of gamers not being able to play games, especially whenever they're a part of these huge huge gigantic franchises like you know Marvel and 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 Star Wars. Um, so I'm not going to be sitting there you know cheering in the background. Oh yeah, PlayStation people can't play you know. Uh, this new Boba Fett game or whatever it ends up being. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, going to not play the game. Of course, I'm going to play the game. 
Um, so I think it's I think it's really awesome news that the guy that voices uh, the the clone troopers and Boba Fett is you know coming back. Um, I think that that's awesome. That's really really exciting news, and I can't wait to see you know how that translate uh, translate into you know the game uh, into games. Um, as far as the whole exclusive thing, that's just pretty much my take on it. I, I I think it's more important that Xbox gamers can just play the games rather than having them exclusive. And listen, you 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 make a lot of sense with that. That makes that makes perfect sense to me. Listen. It's I, I'm not a I'm not a person that wants to hide behind exclusives. I think exclusives matter. Let let let, let let's get that understood right now. I think exclusives mm-hmm. are incredibly important. Um, we've seen Sony do it to unbelievable success, specifically with Marvel, which we're going to get into a, a, a momentarily. Um, but listen, I, I want to go to Umbra because Umbra, you have you have some big opinions when it comes to this kind of stuff, specifically with um, you know with uh, you know exclusives. Uh, this particular game, we don't know what it is. We don't know who he's doing the voice acting for. If, you know, obviously we know that Boba Fett came back in a big way in The Mandalorian. We have heard numerous times from numerous insiders that there is a Boba Fett game, I mean, uh, a Mandalorian game being made as an Xbox exclusive by Zenimax Online. We also heard that they might have something from Marvel in, uh, in, in development. For you personally, I, I and like I said, uh, th- if you if you're finding the channel for the first time, don't be surprised by what Zemi had to say because he's 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 always been where he doesn't care so much about the exclusive. He just wants to be able to play it, and he doesn't like not being able to play a said game. And I, I absolutely completely understand. For me, I've always been on the fact that, well, I mean, Sony does it to great success. Why why shouldn't Microsoft do it as well? Uh, spe- uh, and again, getting into Game Pass—that's that's here nor there. It's going to be in Game Pass is, if it's an exclusive. Where do, where do you fall on this? First of all, uh, whether Tamar Morrison is actually voicing? What is he voicing? Is it his own Boba Fett game? I, I'll buy that in a second. Uh, is it is he's going to be a part of uh, the Mandalorian because he was a part of the Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. But more importantly. What about the the exclusivity of a Mandalorian game? Do you think Microsoft needs that? I think Microsoft does need that. I yep. think I definitely get what Zimmy is coming from. Um, he's he's much more. Uh, I'm gonna have to start calling you Zimmy Love because you want to spread the love around. <laughs> I get it. I respect it. You know that's a respectable stance. I'm not mad at that. Um, but I would say absolutely exclusives matters. We we've been taught this lesson for years by Sony. Uh, exclusive exclusives matter. And, you know, although I do agree, I would prefer at the very least to have the game available on Xbox, right? So I get your stance there, Zimmy, but I would say if it's possible to to get something like this and leverage it on there, I think Phil and them have to get past that 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 fear of what Tomb Raider and whatever did to them for that exclusivity, for the IP, licensed IP and such, or at least for exclusivity. Uh, I know that... Um, the license thing, I know he's spoken on it before and he they want to prefer to make their own IP strong and powerful. And we know about the, the Spider-Man situation, which I'm sure infuriate, infuriated many of us once we found out about that. And, and of course, Zimmy, like you pointed out with the uh, KOTOR situation, that absolutely was like a slap to the face to Xbox gamers. There's no question about and it. And that was Microsoft's fault. It uh, was. Because they, they, they were approached first and they said nay, which yeah. again, I, 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 I'm going to die on this hill uh, not only is, is it a mistake from 
from an aesthetics point of view, mm-hmm. from the fact that that game, uh, when you talk about that game, it equates Xbox. Yep. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's okay. really, it's a really bad look because, even yeah. like it's like you said, it's intrinsically tied to the Xbox. So it's like to have that, and Sony knows it too. That's the thing that I, <laughs> I appreciate about Sony. And Sony makes no bones about it. Sony knows exactly what gamers wants when it wants wants when it comes to that types of those types of things. They don't they don't mince words. Well, they, they don't, don't shy mit- away from being petty. Dude. Absolutely, they, they don't shy away. They don't try to be the the good guy. They go straight right. forward. Now I know Microsoft is in a bit of a a situation where they can't quite be the good guy, and they have to go out of their way to appear as such. But nobody's ever going to see Microsoft as a good guy. It's too late for that. You're a trillion, right. two trillion, almost three trillion dollar company. They see you as the bad guy. I would say just embrace that because absolutely getting a Mandalorian game. I would say Mandalorian even over Boba Fett, but I know both have ridiculously great um, and big time fan bases. I would say Mandalorian is more popping right now. So I would go for that. I think he's more culturally relevant at the moment. And I think that would draw more people in, even like mothers and soccer moms. I think they would be drawn into that because of Grogu and such and all that. I don't want to get spoilers away, but I, I think the Mandalorian if especially if what we rumored to be by um bethesda online if they did something like that absolutely that would be monumental and it's a good way for them to kind of rebound as far as the fallout 76 situation too the online team so i think absolutely that would be pretty big and and i think the whole license thing sony uses it to great effect and because of that now many people have been confused as to spider-man even being a sony property or not they don't know because right. Sony has used them so well. Oh, I, I've had conversations with people that swear up and down that they own the they own the video game IP. Yep. And I'm like, no, they 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 own the the film. That's all they own yep. is the film. It is the video games and the toys that Disney owns. That that's right. But the Sony has used it so well, and Sony Sony is so good at that. By the way, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. even just with Spider Man, like. Look at how they do other games when they present. Well, we'll have with Destiny. How many people did yeah. you know in your gaming circle? Like, no, Destiny's exclusive. Yeah, it happened it. with the with Red Dead too. There was a sticker on it that sure said it. like exclusive, and then in like fine print underneath it, it was like content for the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Small print. But yeah, stuff like that. Sony is really good at that. Even at their shows, if you all remember, they'll showcase a game, and it won't show the other platforms that it'll appear on. So people all often believe oh it's exclusive to playstation they're really good at that so i think microsoft needs to kind of take a lesson from them and just go with it too i don't think you're gonna lose any points by being a little more uh direct and blatant with the attempts of of that anyway and i I think it overall it would just be a smart move i think it'll bring a lot of seats uh, a lot of people to not only to subscribe to game pass but also you know to to sell more units i think it'll be the smartest way to do it and i only look at this i don't care about even when we talk about the subject of sales, I care only so much as I'm glad the brand is doing well. And I know that that's going to be good for me as a subscriber to Game Pass and as Xbox being my primary platform. That's where I care. That's why I care if it does well. Well, it also, it doesn't ha- it doesn't hurt that it would be an Xbox Game Pass. That you know too. what I'm saying? That's so always a plus for me. Yeah, 100% a plus. Uh, l- l- let me bring in N64 Josh on this. Josh, listen, right now, uh, Star Wars is in a really great place. Uh, that's not due to Kathleen Kennedy, to be honest with you. I don't want to get into that, but I don't think it's because of her. I think <laughs> it's because of John Favreau and um, oh my God, why did I forget Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, thank you for the save. Those two gentlemen, 
have saved Star Wars. Uh, and it started with The Mandalorian and continues. Obviously, season three is expected to drop early next year. Um, I believe it's going to be in January or February of next year. Um, and it's going to be big. Uh, season two was just incredible. Um, coming off the heels of a, of, of, of a highly anticipated uh, you know, follow-up series to two, how big of a deal would it be from Xbox to get a Mandalorian exclusive and to have Tamar Morrison come back as Boba Fett and actually maybe be in there as a cameo? So, because Mav's not here, we're going to have a little fun speculation. You guys see what I did there, right? <laughs> let's, I like that. I like let's, that. Let's, take this, let's take this to another level. Let's make this a, a, a game where you get to play as a Mandalorian, not as Boba Fett, not as the Mandalorian. But your own, oh, created, yeah, dude, absolutely. You should be able to mm-hmm. create your own Mandalorian, absolutely. Yeah, give us four player co op so we can run strikes, aka bounties, yes. similar to like Destiny. Oh my god, I love it. And that. just someone hire this man, hire John, <laughs> please. <laughs> but just li- like and lean into that fun stuff because I mean. You've got all kinds of different weapons. You could find different weapons along the way. I mean, we've seen it in The Mandalorian. He's been upgrading stuff and getting different, you know, melee weapons and the the wrist rockets and, you know, flamethrower. Like, there is a plethora of uh, of things to pull from for a game like this. That I mean, I mean, can you imagine doing doing a four player battle against a rancor? Right or or having to take on massive squads of stormtroopers and what what, what about having to go through uh, the uh, one of the Fets uh, bases? Yes, from start yes. to finish or something. Yeah, now we're uh, talking. Like yeah. absolutely, like this. But you could have cameos from any of the you know any of the main the main characters. But I just I feel like and it's I get hung up on this bounty thing. I've wanted to do something like this with Metroid Forever too, where like like you could continually get dlc and do bounties like i just want a game where i can play as a character i really really enjoy and and it lasts for a while right like like give us something that's like a decent single player game but as far as like strikes for anybody that's familiar with destiny it was like you run through these missions with your friends my one of my very first shows that i ever created was via twitch that I would upload the 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 video to YouTube and it was called the Guardian Strike Back and we would just converse as we played strikes and I loved it and it, it's a great way to just unwind with friends get cool loot and and explore a Star Wars universe yeah. right and the difficulties change you know depending on the weapons that you have or the the if you can you know maybe you you can fly maybe you can't fly maybe you've got a you've got an escort you know, characters similar to like Grogu or fight against different bounty. Like there are endless possibilities with something like this. And to then have that be a, a, a game pass exclusive game over. Like you yeah. get an IP like star Wars and you get a game that doesn't end. Like let's, let's go. I don't know if yeah. it works on game pass though. Let's be clear because that, that kind of defeats the, it's, it's almost like a free to play kind of thing. So so, so I don't know. There, there may have to be, you know, maybe the they could lower that, the price, Josh. Maybe they could lower the subscription price for it. That could be the case, or, I mean, you know, 
it, we're watching Infinite right now, and there's still a battle pass. Maybe, maybe that's the kind of route that they go for it. That, but with exclusive content to the Xbox, I'm not sure. Maybe you get a Mandalorian that you can make look like Master Chief. You know that kind of that thing. That would as well. be kind of dope. Like, I'm gonna be honest you, with you. You know, yeah. throw in a Nasher into the Star Wars universe or the the Lancer. You know, I don't know. Like, uh, well, the possibilities are limitless. But but, sure. but at the but that you know what's interesting at the core of this conversation, Josh, and and and, and, and like I said, I, I know Zemi's stance on this. Uh, Umbra said something very interesting. Getting a Star Wars exclusive would be massive and it would be a page right out of sony's book now again i we, we don't know what more uh, what morrison is working on uh, it, it, it i i he, he lets off very little so again this is a completely specul speculative uh topic that we're having but at the core of the conversation i i think that the exclusivity of a mandalorian game is 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 is, is at the at the forefront of the conversation because again Sony does these IP exclusives to great success, not minuscule success. I mean, great success. If you look at Spider-Man 2018, it sold over 25 million. Uh, now, regardless of whether that came, you know, you want to get into the schematics of it. Oh, but they gave it away, this, that, and the third. We, we can go down that right. I, I couldn't tell you. But Miles Morales is doing well. And they just announced that they're making a game, not with one Spider-Man, but both. Spider-Man 2 is going to have Venom. It's going to have um, um, a ton of, 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 of his rogue galaxy uh, uh, um, a gallery in there. Wolverine was announced. We were talking about that before the show went live. It trended for two weeks, right? It's rumor. There's a third, there's a third game that they're working on. I don't know who's working on it. There's a third game that's going to potentially be announced this Thursday. On the at the thirtieth rumored show, if they get a third one, Microsoft is going to have to, you know, is going to have to do something. They can't just sit in their hands anymore. And 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 it appears that they're not. But Daniel McGee, let's get your opinion on this. The Mandalorian. If there's one aspect of Star Wars that's hot, that mm -hmm. when you say it or you put it out there, people stop and they look and they say, "Wow, I know who that is." That's that's hard to do. And somehow, Filoni and Favreau did it, right? Well, the Mandalorian season one was amazing. Two was epic. And three mm -hmm. is expected to be even bigger, right? So with that said, I'd love to see Microsoft, who normally drags their heels in the sand when it comes to this kind of stuff, be ahead of the game and get that IP that's exclusive. And I would love to see tomorrow morrison come in and re uh reprise his role as boba Fett, even if it's even if it's just a cameo or a clone i don't care i i but what are your thoughts on this yeah so as far as the the boba fett thing and tomorrow morrison uh specifically it, it i kind of agree with zemi where it's like i'm not getting too excited about that because it could be anything right it could be an right. entire boba fett game or it could be that they're making a new battlefront and he's going to voice one of the heroes in multiplayer yeah. of that right like it could or, be literally it could anything. be star wars eclipse too right yeah it or even could very well eclipse. be yeah, yeah it absolutely um, could. yeah and, and i do tend to believe that if it is to more specifically doing it that it'll be something smaller because he's not a voice actor i feel like if you were going to have an entire boba fett game you'd get probably d bradley baker who voiced all the clones in the in the cartoon series yes um so that seems like probably it's going to be something like maybe a smaller thing where he's not the like you're probably not playing as him is what i'm saying 
Right. Um, but in terms of like getting licensed IP for Xbox, I think it's incredibly important. Uh, having exclusives gives your console and your platform, especially now that there's Game Pass and it's everywhere, it gives it more of an identity right where especially right now in 2022 it feels like xbox is kind of struggling with that yeah um now i don't necessarily think it needs to be you know marvel or star wars specifically but they definitely need to get some licensed ip because that's how you get people in right is they see a thing that they already recognize and they're like oh i'll play that and then they're in game pass and then there's all these other games and they stick around right so and I do think that you you want to hit a certain balance, right? Because I'm actually starting to get a little concerned about uh, Insomniac, who is an amazing developer, and I love everything they do, and will probably continue to love everything they do. But if they are taking all their teams off to just work on Marvel properties, right? Because there's Spider-Man 2 coming, and then Wolverine, and I honestly would not be surprised if the third Marvel property is also being done by Insomniac. I wouldn't be surprised they, either, I mean, yeah. Right? So my concern with that is that, you know, what if Disney wakes up tomorrow and buys EA, right? And then they take their properties and they're just making their own games, right? And it's like, okay, well, then what does Insomniac do? They go back to to Ratchet, they start doing Resistance, and it's like, okay, well, we've kind of built up these properties and now we don't own them anymore. So I understand why people would be tentative about it. Um, but uh, as a little sneak peek for for the, the video I've been working on, actually, is I, I've been answering this exact question of like what are some properties that i think certain studios at xbox could take on um so i have for rare they did an amazing job with the pirates of the caribbean franchise for for sea of thieves yep um so i was thinking if they just took on basically any of the other disney ones right were like what could they do with aladdin what could they do with hercules or yeah uh, even the little mermaid if they want to leave it in sea of thieves right or uh tango does an amazing job with like psychological thrillers type type stuff the perfect match would be Silent Hill, I think, for them. But barring that, you could do like a Stephen King thing. What can they do with The Mist? What can they do with uh, It? Or if you want to be more modern, give them Stranger Things. I feel like that series has been dying for a proper like modern game because I think the only ones that they've had so far have been like more retro style ones, which yes. makes sense for Big like flowers. the basis of yeah. the show. But I would love to see like a proper RPG in in the Stranger Things universe. Um, the Coalition are the kings of Unreal. Right. We all know that. Uh, and they're really good at squad dynamics. So give them Suicide Squad or give them uh, Superman. We saw Superman look really great in that Unreal like tech test that somebody did. I bet the Coalition could do an even better job. Right. Uh, and then the last one I've got here is Obsidian. I think that they should do something in the anime universe. Right. Like Shonen. Uh, because they were the ones who did uh, the Stick of Truth. And they figured out a way to make a video game that looks exactly like yeah, the, it, the TV it, it's series. one-to-one to the cartoon. It's crazy. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. And my biggest problem with anime games, and I think the reason why they don't take off as much as they should, because anime is extremely popular, is uh, that they always give it that like really weird 3D style. But if Obsidian can find a way to make a game that looks like anime, but plays like a video game, then it's over. It's all over. Give them One Piece, give them uh, My Hero, give them Cowboy Bebop, give them anything. And then once that tech is in place then you can do what they did with the second Stick of Truth game, or what was it called? Fractured Butthole? Give yeah. it to, to somebody else, and then, uh, like, once that tech is done, then which, anime games Which game was that? Forever. Fractured Butthole? Which yeah, fractured a, butthole. you left that out a comma, I think. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I'm not, uh... <laughs> no, that's, that's the, that, that's, that was the final style of the sequel, the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> I feel like you added a T, though. 
What? No, I would. I would never. <laughs> um, or if they don't want to do that and they want to stick to something that's more in their their roots already, you could just give them Lord of the Rings. I feel like Lord of the Rings has been dying to have a a proper RPG for a while. I know the the Shadow of War games have been really good, but I feel like they relied very heavily on the um, the Nemesis system and didn't necessarily do anything like really exciting outside of that. So I feel like Obsidian could do a great job with pretty much anything, but. Just some free ideas for you, Xbox. <laughs> there's a there's a whole world of IP that you could license and get people coming into Game Pass. Yeah, it, it's they've done it before. I, I'd love to see them do it again. I, I think license IP has a place. I, I, I don't think... See, like Sony, I don't want to say they heavily re, uh, um, rely on it because they have their own IPs that are just amazing, right? Horizon, Last of Us, Kratos, and they have... a a ridiculous amount of, uh, of 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 stable for sure, but they they find a way to do a little bit of both. And having Spider Man locked up, uh, you know, behind the box, uh, did well for them last gen. Having Miles Morales come out and be as good as it was, and it was it wasn't just good; it was freaking great. Uh, knowing that that team is doing Wolverine and that getting a second Spider Man, it's just it's crazy. But look. I got to catch up with some of the Super Chats, but I do want to segue into the Marvel conversation, pretty much similar to what we did with, um, um, you know, w- w- with the Star Wars conversation. Real quick, Drawn, Drawn TJ drops an outstanding additional $5 Super Chat and says, I want the Callisto Protocol and Game Pass Ultimate Day 1 along with Madden, especially if you want uh, to grab the casual. Yeah, Callisto Protocol will not be in Game Pass, I can guarantee you, because... Uh, Sony has the marketing on that, so that's not going to happen. You have a better shot of getting Dead Space into Xbox Game Pass because they have a relationship with EA. But even then, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what they would have to spend because Dead Space is going to be freaking huge when it releases next year. We have Nady Nay drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, I'll take a, a Deadpool in a Devil May Cry style or blade in, uh, or a blade in a ninja guidance style. Wow, that sounds dope. And we're gonna get into Marvel specifically. Uh, that just so happens to be that you dropped the super chat. So thank you for that. Donald Taku, good friend of the program, drops a five dollar super chat and says, as King David would say, this is war. Xbox needs to be go back to the Xbox 360 days of getting big exclusives like GTA. DLC, Bioshock, Mass Effect, etc. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, Brett Bingham drops a final super chat and says, "Josh, what w- just said what I thought the Mandalorian game was going to be with the eyeballs." Yeah, I, like I said, they should hire you, Josh, and put you on that dev team because that's crazy. And uh, we also have Don Otaku drops an additional final super chat. Thank you for the uh, generosity, Don. He says Xbox should go for a smaller, popular IP like Invincible. Oh, I like that. The Boys, Stranger Things, Westworld, Avatar, um, uh, TLA or TMNT, Watchmen, Black Mirror, etc. Yeah, I, I think that they could do that. Uh, they pick a smaller IP. But let, let, let's segue into um, the Marvel situation. Now, here's the thing that I found interesting. Special Nick who's a good friend of mine, a good friend of this community, uh, on, on, the, on the podcast dropped a nugget that EA uh, had gotten from uh, Marvel or from Disney that they have locked up and they are currently in development of an exclusive 
um, Marvel IP. We don't know what that is. He couldn't say all he had, in fact, that they were working on one. So here's my thing. Microsoft seems to be stuck, folks, in this rut. Now, again, I'm going on the fact that the rumor is or is not true about the Xbox Marvel exclusive with uh, ZeniMax Online. If, in fact, that's the case, then my my opinion is null and void. Let me just say that right out of the ba- right out of the gate. Um, but if Sony announces a third Marvel IP, I, I think it's going to put incredible pressure on Microsoft to. I don't say they have no one. No one is suggesting Microsoft needs to go toe to toe and match what Sony is doing. I don't want Sony to be Microsoft and Microsoft to be Sony. I own both consoles, so I'm going to play where who has whoever has the game I want to play. I don't. I don't care about spending the money. I'd rather not spend seventy six forty three here in New York for a Sony game. But if I have to, I will. What am I going to do if I want to play the game? My 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 thing is this: if Microsoft is unwilling to let's say spend the money on a licensed ip because you know that's phil's thing phil has a thing about licensed ip maybe he's not a fan of it from what the way he's spoken about it because he doesn't he because of the lack of control of said ip it bothers him and obviously we i i think maybe he twitches and he thinks back to the tomb raider situation when they locked up the tomb raider deal my god uh, it just it it was it was like Microsoft did the worst thing in the world, and when like I said back then, it was considered uh, taboo. How dare you lock up this IP? Sony does it now, and it's like, well, you know, Sony's doing better for it. We heard Ryan McCaffrey go on a tirade about this, right? He went on and and uh, one of the reasons why I'm not a big big fan of of Ryan's anymore is because of this ridiculous tirade how dare microsoft lock up tomb raider this is outrageous they lock up there's a couple of years later cuz you know people keep keep receipts they lock up final fantasy i think this is the greatest move for sony you got to pick a side brother you know what i'm saying either it's bad for xbox good for sony or i don't know what to tell you um i think he but, did pick a side but when he picked sony's side it's weird because he's an Xbox guy, but okay. Listen, yeah. I, t- teaches everyone's own. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to pee in his cornflakes. Uh, that's for sure. But I, I do want to bring up the conversation, and I, I, Ember, I got to go to you again, brother, because you have such a a very stout opinion about this. If this is true, if if EA is working on a, a, a Marvel exclusive, I think this is an incredible opportunity. From Microsoft, who has a great relationship with uh, with EA, to not only get the marketing, I would love to see a Marvel game come to the box that's exclusive, even if it's just timed. I, I, I think that when you look at what Sony is doing, they are running the ga- they are running the gauntlet with these Marvel IPs. And, and if, if if my source is correct, and they announce a third one. A third Marvel IP on top of Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. I I, I could see Sony getting like X-Men or something. If they get X-Men or they get oh, another man. big, like a like a Daredevil or so or or someone of of, of, of real relevance right. to um you know to to Marvel, 
which is a, is a hot brand right now. It's the hottest brand of all brands. They just they print money when a Marvel movie comes out. When you can associate your box with this ex character, Wolverine, one of the biggest freaking IPs in the history of IPs, you you're you're going to sell consoles. You're also going to get people to want to play in your system. This is this is one of the things missing from the Microsoft repertoire. I'm I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be a downer, de- a, a, a Debbie Downer here. But we got to call a spade a spade here, folks. Do Umbra, do you see Microsoft if they don't want to spend the money on locking up? you know, uh, Marvel IP teaming up with someone else and let them develop it. Let them, let them carry the load and just spend the money. You know, the, 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 the beautiful thing about the ABK situation is now they have literally B Knox and, um, what's yes. the word? Raven studios, both we incredible. Both, B- First of absolutely. all, B, if you don't know who B Knox is before 2018, Spider-Man, they released two. That were considered, at least my in my opinion, some of the greatest Spider-Man games ever released. They were they back to back incredible releases. Please continue on, bro. No, you're right. And Raven Studios, I, mean, I know many people remember them, obviously, from the X-Men Legends game, which was yes. legendary. Great game. It, it's actually it's funny because that ties into my thought. I thought, and I've been saying this for years, since the 360 days, I thought Microsoft should have jumped on the the licensed character IP thing. I thought it way back when they brought out the Punisher game. I remember that. And I was like, why don't Microsoft get their own like license thing? And this was before any of this was popping off. Any before any of this was thought of, I was like, it'd be nice if they had like an exclusive first party, you know, game for the 360 with Marvel or something like I've been a Marvel head for decades. I've Spider-Man is my favorite comic character of all time. I've read plenty of comics. I'm a super nerd when it comes to Marvel comics, even DC. I've read a lot. I've read plenty of of Invincible. I've read all that. I've read everything, right? Um, Many people probably wouldn't know that for me because I'm too smooth and I don't seem nerd-like. But anyway, long long story short, I had been calling for that for decades. Fast forward. We see Sony gets um, Spider-Man. Okay, cool. Great, great deals with Insomniac. Great game, right? And then we find out Microsoft could have had them. Yep. <sighs> what a stab to the heart. Yeah. So, and they then you have so they many literally turned down Spider-Man. Turned him down and KOTOR. So two slaps. Yeah. So absolutely, uh, there should be some type of licensed superhero game. And in the vein of Spider-Man, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. And I know a lot of people like when I had this debate with them on spaces, oh, Xbox doesn't need to copy Sony. They could. okay. listen, I hear you. But Microsoft, if we're going to go anywhere with what we're talking about, it is okay for us to match fire with fire. And Xbox itself. Sony has taken lots of Microsoft ideas and made it their own. That's right. Microsoft could easily do the same thing. Yeah. Look at the achievements, even to that, to the trophies or anything else. I don't care as long as it enriches the, the platform. So Microsoft has the WRPG game on lock. There's no question there now, right? With all the right. studios they have there, they have the shooter game on lock. There's no question there. Racing game on lock because Forza is so supreme. From Motorsport to Horizon, there's no question there. They're probably going to have the platform game on lock if they can pull their, you know, what's from the, from the sand and, and actually get on Banjo and Conquer and all those things yep. and use those IP. So what else do they need that they've been lacking? See, I go by lack. I look at what are we not getting on this Xbox side of things, 
and one of those specifically are third person over the shoulder action adventure games we need them yeah i don't it's not like a necessity to where we're like if we don't get it we're going to fail of course not but and we see they're excelling now still so without even first party but my entire point is as far as what it shouldn't be a lack of what we're missing on our side to say man i wish we had that and it doesn't have to be spider-man it could be for me and that's why i said i had a bit of a different thought when we were in the green room i don't think it needs to be marvel Go for DC. Go for the WB Actually, games. You know what? Real quick, let me, to, to, mm-hmm. to that point, you in the chat drops a two pound super chat, and he says just this: Why not buy WB instead and make DC their thing? Wow, there, there you go. go. You know what I'm saying, see that yeah. Synchro- synchronicity. So yeah, absolutely. Go for DC. I've been saying this for a while. Go for the WB games. Get the DC license and get Batman. Batman is the second most relevant uh, comic character in the world. Spider-Man is number one. There's no question. He's the most marketable. He sells billions in just, in just you know, toys and things like that. So right. Spider-Man is number one. Batman is number two. He has the most infamous villain in the Joker. He's the most beloved villain outside of Darth Vader. Why not get that and put that to the Xbox? And imagine you getting Rocksteady. And you have Rocksteady as a first-party developer. Rocksteady, a top-notch. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a matter of them making a Batman specific game, they could do a Justice League. They could do so many other things. Uh, to me, that's where Microsoft needs to go. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, they got to get past the whole license thing. They have to, in my opinion, they just need to get past that. I don't think, like, again, it's not going to make or break them, but I think it's something where Xbox lacks that they yeah. could definitely plug, definitely plug that hole. Yeah. Right. No. I, I absolutely agree. Danny McGee, let's bring you in on the conversation. Where, where do you fall on the lack of superheroes on Xbox? Like I said, we, 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 you know, we, we, there is a rumor that, you know, that there is one in, in the works, but we don't know because Microsoft isn't telling. So we have to go based on the fact of, well, what, what, has, what cards have we been dealt? Well, apparently none because they don't have a Marvel. They don't, they don't have a superhero game of their own at all. Um, for you personally... Hearing that Sony could potentially have a third one coming, uh, potentially announced this Thursday, that would be a, th- a, a, a that would be a huge blow. That they would literally have the superhero market cornered. Uh, what are your thoughts on Microsoft potentially teaming up with EA if they don't want to spend the money specifically mm-hmm. to uh, publish their own? Why not get a, a timed exclusive or an exclusive altogether? Yeah, I mean. For, for me personally, I don't know that it even necessarily needs to be a superhero thing. I think that they just need to get in on some licensed property that's popular. But the fact of the matter is that superheroes are kind of the biggest thing going right yep. now, whether it's whether it's Marvel or DC or like somebody else said, Invincible. Like superheroes are the top of the of the license tower right now, right? Like that's what everyone wants to talk about. That's what Disney Plus is pushing. Well, that in Star Wars. Um, but, you know, it's... It's really important, and and I completely agree with uh, both Umbra and whoever said it in the chat about they should just buy WB. But I want to also add because I know that as soon as somebody says, "Oh, they should just buy WB," that that conversation immediately turns to like, "Oh, but they would never get the IP. They're not selling the IP." Because there's always that guy, right? There's always that guy. Yeah. There's like four always. or five different ways that they could get the IP, um, right? So it's either they could just buy it because they're Microsoft. They could just buy the whole company, right? Uh, number two. They could make some kind of mutual partnership deal because, yeah, superheroes are the biggest thing in video games right now. Uh, but what's the biggest thing in TV and film, right, is video game adaptations. Look at 
the Last of Us show, the Ghost of Tsushima is getting something. Gears of War, like Horizon just got movie. just uh, the Horizon uh, 30, 50, 40, 74, something like that was just a uh, confirmed to be filming in Canada come October. Right, yeah, and so like they could make a deal, Microsoft and, and WB, where it's like, hey, we're going to buy your studios, and we want to make a deal where we get the exclusive rights to make all of the IP for stuff that you own, uh, or make games about that, right? So like DC Comics, Lord of the Rings, all of it, yeah, um, and you guys can have the exclusive right to make season two of the Halo show, and maybe a Warcraft thing, or some a Bethesda show, like a Fallout or a Skyrim, right? Like. Like any of those could be adapted into a really great movie or TV show. And I think that that is a, a partnership that would be really beneficial both ways. Um, and then the other option is if they're looking to sell their studios, then that means that they're not interested in making video games theoretically, right? right. So just buy the the rights for the video games. That's what, uh, what Sony's done for the movie rights of, of Spider-Man. I feel like most people don't understand that those rights are separate. Like you can just buy the video game rights and just leave the, the movie rights to, to WB and just be like, okay, but we'll make the video games. And maybe that has like a, you know, we'll have it for 10 years or whatever. Like it has a limit on it. And then you just re up at the end or even like, why not just buy the IP piecemeal, right? Like they're Microsoft, they can afford it. So just be like, oh, hey, what do you, what Rockstar or Rocksteady rather, what are you, what are you working on right now? You're working on a Flash game? Cool, cool, cool. And then once that comes out, what are you working on? Uh, Green Lantern? We'll license that this time, right? Like there's so many different ways that they could get that IP that they're like, I, I've never understood the conversation of like, they wouldn't get the IP. It's like, they would find a way. They're Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they have the money to spend. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, look, we, 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 Again, we're just we're just shooting uh you know shooting the breeze here. I, I think everyone's had incredible opinions. Josh, I want to bring you in on the conversation. The 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 exclusivity thing is something that seems to be a bit of an Achilles heel for Microsoft. Uh, it, it is when it comes to licensed IP. Now, again, some people suggest in the chat. Uh, real quick, let me just bring it up here. We had one from Master Jazz, who's a good friend of the program. He says, uh, do you all care about good games or just an image for Xbox? Well, of course we care about good games, dude. I mean, that's who does who wants a crappy game, but the, the, the image. Well, I mean, listen, this is an Xbox show, right? We want the best for the Xbox brand. I want to see the best for the Xbox community. Uh, when you talk about certain things, they have they do do better things than Sony. Sony's racing aspect is horrendous. Gran Turismo 7 is, like, I, I, they don't even have a seat at the table anymore, uh, Polyphony. The, the, this, was a, this was a train wreck when it released. Not only does it run, does it run like a last-gen game, but they, they, they marred it with microtransactions, and they continue to, to mess that up. So Microsoft has a few things that they do better mm-hmm. than, uh, than, than, than Sony. And just and, to say to that question, when he said that, he said, like, I don't know what the choice. Why does there have to be a choice? Why can't we have both? Yeah, I I, I agree there. I, I absolutely agree. I think why why can't we have both? And when you when you say it's Microsoft, you should expect that it should be both. Not you know again they they have the most money. They are they're they've they're more aggressive now than they've ever been in gaming. Uh, Sony is going to have to pivot, and they have been pivoting because of the aggressive behavior of Microsoft. Look, for crying out loud, they're spending almost eighty billion dollars. On, uh, on on the, the makers of Call of Duty uh, and and, uh, and Diablo, 
it's 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 ridiculous. So they're they're in it to win it. So they're going to have to pivot the same way Sony has to pivot. Microsoft has to kind of pivot as well. I'm not saying that they're 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 mucking everything up. They're doing a lot of great things, but they do have weaknesses in the armor. They do have they do have holes in the Xbox Game Pass portfolio. Specifically for me, as an old guy on the, that that runs this show at fifty, is going to be fifty two this year. They 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 have no, they do not have an answer to family games. How, we don't have a new Banjo Kazooie. Why is that? Why why don't we have when you have two of the greatest racing studios in the history of gaming? How is it that the number one selling game for the Nintendo Switch? is a port of a Wii U game, right? It's a freaking port. It's the most sold on the... No one here thinks... I hate to go down this road again, but I'm going to do it because I figured, F it, I'm going to... I'm I'm letting it hang out here. How is it that we do not have a character racer game? Because Microsoft is missing the mark on some things. I'm sorry, they are. And the superhero genre is one of them. Uh, Josh, what, what, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, they're spending that eighty billion for Crash Team Racing. That's that's <laughs> that's what's up. Okay? I, I, well, I hope that team makes a, an Xbox racer. But but, but okay, I hear you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, just throw Crash, get Chief in there, get get a, you know, bring the whole team, bring Banjo, give it. We got Rare Racers. They got the name. They yep. got the they got the engine now. If, or you know, soon with the with Crash Team Racing. So it's a solid racer. Uh, again. I, Shout out to Mav. I'm going to have some fun speculating, okay? Oh, here we go. Uh, Love here it. We, here we go. But, like, look at the Arkham games. They're fantastic. Yeah, they are. Right? They, they, at least two of the four, I think, are, are up there for, for people on, like, some of the best superhero games. What if we saw Justice League or Teen Titans in the same style of game? But, again, I'm going to lean into the multiplayer side of it, like let let me let's go in with a team and yeah. and play some of these things let's let's go in with with the whole like the team the teen titans are they're they're an incredibly fun group of superheroes they and are. and and seeing them in a setting that's as gritty as what the arkham games were and not yeah. like i think a lot of times when we think teen titans we think about the like the cartoon and 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 kind of that goofiness but i think there's an element of 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 grit to them that could be done in a in a fantastic DC game. My overall thought is that I want to see both Sony and Microsoft and even Nintendo right now. It feels like we're in a little bit of a drought, right? And I would like to see some third parties really stepping up and and filling that void. And it seems weird that we're not seeing a lot of that right now it it's they seem to be sticking to like holiday releases and it's like why isn't there more stuff releasing like early summer late spring i i I don't know i just i i want to see i I know it seems to be like the the season of dlcs there's monster hunter on the switch we got for uh forza horizon 5 dlc just came out like i know there there are some things out there but and of course there's indies and i'm not saying don't go play indies but but what are those big titles i know we've we've had we've had multiple shows talking about like with the delays that we've seen what's going to fill 
fill that void third parties have an opportunity right now whether it's exclusive or not to be saying yo there's windows but but where where are these games at and i wonder if it's a shift in the overall the overall just atmosphere of gaming because free to play is is really making itself known and i mean ea showed us in those stats uh earlier this year that like the free to play stuff did billions more than the standalone titles yes and so with that shift happening like like what do we expect to see with the future of gaming i mean yes game pass is there and yes it's going to need those single player games but i also think you know oh there's a lot of people that like doing multiplayer games right it's 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 there and it's not necessarily just the competitive side of things let me play some game like why are people upset that there was no uh co-op in halo as we're watching right now because some people don't play the campaign of halo until they can play it with their with the four buddies that they've played it with yeah with every other campaign or two but you know whatever that case may be and so i i want to see i want to see uh i want to see i want to see these companies making moves that are putting the other companies on their heels right whether it be sony or whether it be microsoft i'm a gamer we all win when there's like they're fighting for the market share yep but 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 right now there's like uh it feels like a little bit of a calm to me like 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 and we're all just kind of waiting for the next big release and it was strange to see elden ring completely overshadow horizon right like that that i don't know that anybody was really expecting that and granted i don't know that horizon stood up to the the shadow that the first game cast right well yeah i mean it it, it, there's a lot of reasons for that josh i mean and i was very excited for this game because i loved the first one so much the bugs didn't help the game did not run good and it just got cold clocked by uh by by the souls born game that just came out of nowhere you know what i'm saying yeah and and that's the kind of game like elden ring is the kind of game i want to see regularly not necessarily i'm not saying an elden ring game but to see third parties put out these titles that that create buzz that aren't the cookie cutter maddens call of duties like something that's going to get us talking and get everybody playing and get everybody hyped and i i don't i'm not sure i don't know if they're getting cold feet because of Fortnite and apex and and warzone and that kind of thing if and i don't and it's i mean i know a lot of it ends up going becoming a, a business decision they may be having a hard time getting investors. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure. It be, and because, I mean, I just got laid off from my job because of of the whole investor game, right? In wow. games, so I know, I know, it's 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 a it's a factor when they look at numbers and go, well, free to play is bringing this, and standalones. I mean, not the standalone isn't bringing big numbers. It was like two billion dollars. It's still big numbers, but it's not five billion. So where are the investors going to want to put their money? And and that's as gamers, we we just kind of go, what what's what's coming out? Why is there kind of a lull right now? Where's the next Elden Ring? Where's the next third party not exclusive to anything that's taking advantage of these of these times right now? And 
and then where are those third parties that that microsoft could be scooping up or yeah. something that could be scooping yeah. up? yeah well then they, that's a, a great point uh semi gains close out this topic brother with your opinion on this marvel <clears throat> exclusive uh again it's 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 being done to great success for sony We'd yeah. love to see Microsoft take it. Some people are saying, you know, get, get Image Comics, get, get make a Spawn game. Yes, please. Um, why not? Uh, Spawn was an original. Uh, if you remember when uh, Soul Calibur came out, that was the Xbox character was Spawn, which was dope. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it definitely would appear that Xbox is not super, super interested in going and, and finding, you know, third party IP from you know movies, television shows, you know that type of stuff, and 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 working with that type of stuff. I mean that that just kind of seems to be from like what you said, from what you know Phil Spencer has kind of talked on the subject and so on and so forth. That's not really what they're interested in. They've been burned in the past, you know, going that route. It definitely seems that Xbox is more interested in working with IP that they own, right? Um, however, they're also Fortunately, in in the market to buy a lot of stuff right now, even still, you know, after this Activision Blizzard deal goes through, I believe it's been confirmed and stated that um, they're they're still interested. They're still looking to buy other things, right? Um, I, I think Warner Brothers makes a lot of sense. I really do. The problem with that is that a lot of the IP that Warner Brother owns, um, you know, may not necessarily be transferable like through through like sell right you know that's just you know there's a lot of uh very detailed granule like specific things with these contracts sometimes you can sell it sometimes you can't for instance harry potter you know um it's just things that we don't know right you know um obviously jk rowling owns harry potter right um and it may be stated in a contract that warner brothers is not able to transfer that to anyone that purchases them right or like whenever they get purchased um the rights to would revert to games back. And that, that, that's actually made. what would happen with Sony. If someone yeah. bought Sony, more, the uh, Spider-Man rights would would revert right back to uh, Disney. Yeah. So I mean, so that all becomes a really, really tricky situation. However, I will say that you know it. You know, Xbox is currently working with one IP that you know uh, that being Indiana Jones. Now, right. I don't know. I don't know if that was Xbox that went out of their way to work with Disney to get that, or if that was um, a prior arrangement with Zenimax before they were acquired. Who knows, right? I don't know that, right? But it definitely seems like Xbox is more interested in acquiring the IP and owning it. Um, you know owning rights to it rather than uh, just licensing out, you know, the rights for one game. And then, you know, 10 years later, who knows where it's going to be at. Right. Um, Which, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame them just knowing their history. Um, So with that being said, I, you know, I, I don't know how likely it would be for them to go and, you know, license out uh, a Marvel character, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more likely that they would that they would be interested in purchasing, um, for instance, like Warner Brothers Studios and getting, you know, the like the DC game rights um, or, you know, whatever, you know, else would 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 come along with that. 
Um, if they did make a Marvel game, which, you know, I, I don't think is super, super likely. That's just my personal opinion. I would love to see them do Punisher, honestly. Um, yes. Give that to I, the coalition. I, yes. Yeah. I love the old Punisher game that released, I think, on like the PlayStation 2, like way, way, way. It was back great. In the day. You could put people into the, the Piranha tank and stuff like that. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's that there's that one mission where you were hiding in the in the coffin at a mobster's funeral and then you pop out and you just start gunning down all the mobs i don't know uh i shouldn't have been playing that i was like eight at the time or something but um regardless of that like that would be like my ideal marvel game i don't think it's going to be likely i think it would be more likely for microsoft just to acquire uh wb um, you know, games and get as many licenses, hunt down as many of those licenses as they can and do something with that. I think that would be more, um, you know, just more likely for me personally. Listen, makes makes great sense. You know, again, everyone had amazing points. We do have the big topic that the near 400 people are probably waiting for. But before we get to that big topic, let me uh, thank uh, Don Otaku. Not drops, not one, but two additional $5 Super Chats. And the first point, he says, forget Marvel and DC. Xbox should just make a AAA open world My Hero Academy uh, <laughs> game. Yes. Uh, that, ha, would do ha, me. that would do it for a lot of people. That would be big. That would, that would be a monster. Monster. Because I am here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he also, his second Super Chat says, only Xbox and PlayStation are in a drought. Nintendo has been dropping big games almost every month since the start of the year and has three big releases next month. As a matter of fact, one of their big holiday games, and I believe Jeff Grubb actually just said this, is that they're going to announce the finally, for the love of Joe, the Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch. I cannot wait for that game. I know. I'm part of the problem. I think yeah. I think third parties are killing it, too, in all fairness. I mean, just looking at this holiday, like, what's Oh, yeah, what's it's all third party. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it, like they are, they're saving, you know, Christmas for us all. But there, there's no doubt about it. But, folks, let's get into topic number four. Uh, and this is a big one, folks. Uh, so, some people don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a monster deal. And, and I'm going to break down why. Uh, it was it has it has been reported that Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S has outsold the PlayStation 5 in Japan for the second time this year. Now, listen, it's some people think that this is a blip on the map. If you if that's how you feel, good on you. But the way that streaks start is you have to eventually win one. Right, you have to just just one, as Cognito would say from the Iron Lords. Hashtag just one, right? You need just one. Well, they got two. But why this is this might be the prelude to something big, folks. Isn't that that you know Microsoft is gonna put Sony out of business in Japan and Nintendo's running scared? Those there that's their home turf, so they're gonna do well. The question is, how long? before Microsoft starts winning on the monthly basis. Well, I seem to think, and we'll get the chat and, of course, the panel's opinion on this, this is why the Riot Games deal is monster. It might be one of those exclusives that we didn't know that we wanted, but now have. And when you look at it, when you take, you know, that third-person view or, like, uh, good, good friends Pong Soul and Steel Rain from living split screen says you take it from the the rts view and you step all the way back and you look at the big playing field in front of you 
this Riot Games thing, when this happens, when League of Legends comes into Xbox Game Pass on PC and mobile, it is going to dominate the conversation in that region of the world. And I say that because we know for an absolute fact that even though people are buying Series S consoles like crazy over there, PC is huge. PC is massive over there. And once, I mean, like I said, I, I think it was, who, who was it that did the actual breakdown? It might have been Jez Corden of Windows Central that did the monetary breakdown of what every League of Legends character, if you wanted to pay for it, would cost you. It's over $600. And you're going to be able to just get that for $15 a month. It's, it's, it's madness. So I want to go first to Umber on this. Um, seeing Xbox win a second month in 2022 outpacing Sony. Now, they didn't beat Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch has been winning MPDs and Japan for, it seems like, almost three years already. It's ridiculous. Um, but it is a big deal because Sony is Microsoft's direct competitor. What are your thoughts on them winning a second month this year? And will we see the addition of the Persona series and, uh, and now the Riot game situation potentially move Microsoft into the zeitgeist of Japan? You know, it's, it's always a tough thing for Japan because they're just notoriously I don't want to say xenophobic is the wrong word, but they're very much home team players. They, right? they are very home team. Yeah. So it's impressive to me alone that Xbox is doing anything to Sony at all there or just selling really. I mean, it's historically they haven't done great. The greatest selling obviously was the, the Xbox 360, which surprisingly, so lifetime, like a million, 600,000 over there in Japan, which is impressive and it worthy because the 360 was such a great console, but I think that if they can con- if they can continue to get proper like Japanese centric games, especially if they get them uh, exclusive like the 360 was doing, they can go back and rebound rebound with that. I'll say this: I think it's monumental. Although the numbers aren't like groundbreaking, right? It's like what six thousand or something they sold this time compared to I think they did a two one basically this PlayStation, which is ironic because a lot of Sony fans were saying that they do a two one to Microsoft this gen, but so. It's interesting, but it's it's monumental just because, like you said, they have to start somewhere. They have to crawl before they walk. And right you know what's here- interesting to that point? Someone actually just sent me this, and it was in a DM, so I, I haven't had a chance to fact check it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But apparently here in the U.S., Microsoft has just pulled past Sony's PlayStation 5. It's a, it's a hint. Oh, wow. But they just pulled past PlayStation. Are you 5 talking sales. about? Are you talking about the North America market? North America, yes. Yeah, th- yes. yeah. They, I think uh, VG Charts had them two hundred thousand ahead. There you go. Wow, Thank I you. know they were like eighty thousand behind. I think a week ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty impressive. We we saw it coming. That was to me a foregone conclusion. But and it should kind of be that way because again, Microsoft is home to America, so you kind of expect that kind of hometown, you know. So it's the same way I look at Sony and Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo, I don't even put them into the equation really for that because they're, to me, like the complementary console. But, and, you know, they're not the direct competitor, like you said. Uh, for me, like I said, the numbers aren't like something that's like, oh, wow, did you see the numbers it did? It's just impressive itself that they did anything in Japan, I think, for most of us. So for it to not only do sell anything uh, decently, but to outsell PlayStation is, and again, for the second time now, 
it's just impressive and they've been out selling playstation for a while all over like you said here in north america and such for the past few months here and there i think sony squeaked in a win here and there but overall it's been microsoft and it's just it's kind of crazy when you really look at it because they haven't had any triple a you know first party games for this year and they won't so for them to actually be doing all that to me it shows not only the strength of the console but game pass and i think a lot of people just ignore that or want to ignore it but game pass is clearly the the ultimate decider and i think a lot of people in japan see that value and they see now that the s was obviously the smartest one of the smartest moves microsoft could have made yep 100 percent. yeah i absolutely agree i i, I and here, here's the thing that's interesting just imagine this now game pass is doing very well over there right uh cloud gaming is doing very well over in japan uh they, they, they there's cafes built specifically for cloud gaming and microsoft is doing well in that area this is why if people are like oh but boom they, they don't need their own handheld this is where i i say nay to that because if the rumor is true and they are testing a handheld that would logistically go directly against Switch. OMG. Could you imagine if you bring home your console, you know, your portable console, especially in that region of the world, in Japan, and for $15 a month, you have 500 games at your fingertips? And now, now again, this is this this might we what we might be witnessing here is all of the all of, uh, of Phil's plans come to fruition in the form of, you know. You get Game Pass, you get cloud gaming, you get into that region of the world. The S is selling in that region of the world. You you team up with Riot Games. Those type of MOBAs seem to be huge in Japan. And now you can get you can now you can equate all of that with potentially a handheld. It's it looks like Phil's plan of world domination is coming to fruition. And I I know he was clowned on. We want to we want to appeal to three billion gamers. People teased him for it. But the guy has he has big he he, he listen, he's what he what he talked about a couple of years ago that people clowned him on, he's laughing now because it's coming to fruition. Uh, Danny McGee, let's get your opinion on this. Um, is it a big deal that that Microsoft has outpaced Sony again in Japan? Because a lot of people are like, well, they just can't make consoles. I I I. I I really have to say I don't agree with that argument. No one's going to go out and spend three hundred dollars just because a PlayStation Five isn't available. I think that's ridiculous. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I agree completely. So first of all, I, I think it's massive that Xbox is winning in in Japan to any extent. Now I don't necessarily think they'll overtake PlayStation this generation, but if they can just exist in in Japan or in the Asian market in in a way that matters to the point where Japanese developers see the Xbox as worth putting their games on. So we stop getting that thing where Japanese games just don't come to Xbox for literally no reason. Um, that would be a huge get, but this is the second thing in under a month that people have been telling me would never happen for Xbox. They're like persona would never come to Xbox and Xbox will never win in Japan. And here we are and they're back to back. So uh, Xbox is proving the impossible as far as the the handheld idea goes, uh, I agree that it would be massive, and I also agree that they don't necessarily need it. Just because the, uh, I mean, they've got the, you know, streaming to your phone. They've got the, uh, then now you can get Game Pass on a Steam Deck. So I, if they don't put out a handheld, I don't think it's end of the world for them. But I think it'd be really big for them for sure. Um, 
but yeah, as far as them winning in Japan goes, like that's crazy, right? Like, it's, especially like you were saying, it, this, this year when they have put out basically nothing, and PlayStation has been having not necessarily their best year, but a good year for sure. It's really crazy that they've won not once but twice. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and people saying that, that it's because you know they can't find a PlayStation, like that doesn't. I don't feel like that tracks, right? Because so they're talking about they can't make the PlayStations because of this like silica shortage, right? And it's I don't know that that holds up to to reasoning because it's like okay, well Xbox exists on the same planet with the same resources, <laughs> so I'm not really sure what you know, silicon asteroid you think Xbox is mining from that, that PlayStation doesn't have access to. Um, I love it. But it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and the other part of it is like, it, I I don't care about VR, but I know that a lot of people do specifically like Kiyosante. Um But it's, it, it, it was listening, by the way. Who's listening? Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's really con- makes me really concerned because like if – if the shortage is a contributing factor to why PlayStation isn't performing as well as they probably want it to, then it worries me that they're looking to pull some of the silicon out of their PS5 manufacturing to make the the PSVR too, because you know it's all it's all the same you know resource. They're just yes. making different chips, right? So it seems weird to take resources out of PS5 to make a, a peripheral that you can't play without a PS5. Yeah. I just I, all around, I I just don't understand it. But it's it's a it's been a, a massive year for Xbox, despite the fact that they have done seemingly very little. <laughs> no, you know, and, and and it's that's a great point, Daniel. Uh, to be honest with you, it's 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 a bit of a head scratcher when you sit back and you honestly look at the output from first party. Right, it's been non-existent this year. And it's and it's going to remain that way for the for the last six months of the year. That that's a confirmed fact, and we're not going to re, you know uh, you know reiterate why that sucks. Uh, but somehow or another, what they have and what they're getting into places like Xbox Game Pass, their service seems to be enough for who, the casual market. The casual market propelled Sony to a ridiculous. Ridiculous 115 million consoles, meaning PlayStation 4s, sold. That Microsoft f- finds themselves in a position where if they could start, if they could start I mean, right now, they're they're selling the S's like they're hotcakes. If they could, if they could match that with some AAA bombs, which we know are coming next year, it is going to be a tough road for Sony. And then again. Not saying that Sony is going out of the business. Sony's dead. Sony's in trouble. No one's suggesting that at all. Sony is going to be is, is always going to be Sony. They're going to be great for what they do, but Microsoft seems to be attacking on many fronts, and they're doing it to great success. I I I, I think that if this handheld thing that we're going to talk about on Thursday has any uh, fruition to it, I'm I'm going to be a day one buyer because, like I said, I don't like playing on my phone. I don't want to play in the tablet. I play on. I, don't, I won't even play on my computer. I, I, I play on console, but I would like a dedicated handheld personally. Um, let's bring in uh, uh, Zemi Games on this. Zemi Games, this is, again, some people consider this to be a blip on the map. I'm interested to get your opinion on it. How, how big 
is this for now the second time this year microsoft has outpaced sony in sales now i don't know how much how much it is i don't have the exact numbers in front of me but we do have some some it's it's by about 4000 units so it's, okay so it's it, it's it's not by much but the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to do that is still impressive and now when you equate them outpacing uh, sony here in the states Again, all of these little wins build to this big, you know, you know, this this big conversation that we're about to have. What what are your thoughts on this? Is it a big deal that Microsoft has won in Japan again? No, not really. I don't, I don't think I don't think it's really like that huge of a deal. I mean, is it positive news for the Xbox brand? Yeah. Is it is it something that's great to talk about? Yeah. Is it something that would you know? Uh, potentially be newsworthy enough to catch someone's eye and maybe make them think about adopting the Xbox platform? Yeah, possibly. Um, but I mean, we're talking 4,000 units different uh, difference here. And we also have to remember that, you know, there, there still is uh, supply chain shortages. There still is chip shortages. And that absolutely plays a huge impact on this. Xbox is able to get a lot of consoles out, um, you know, a lot more, you know, consoles out now than what they were able to do against PlayStation earlier in the generation or earlier uh, in this console generation. Earlier, PlayStation had a lot more systems out there than Xbox did. So right. it, it looks like it's starting to even out a little bit. But we also have to look at the at, at, at the playing field all across the board. Currently, according to VG Charts, Xbox Series consoles sold in Japan is 240,000 units, okay? That's that's great numbers for Xbox, ex- especially considering how they performed last generation. Yes. But for PlayStation 5, consoles sold in Japan is 1.7 million. Right. Right? So there, so there are a heck of a lot more PlayStations out there in that ecosystem that have been purchased in Japan than uh, Xboxes. So there's a huge gap there. And then even in like the global, you know, market, I mean, Xbox has sold about, I think, uh, 15.37 million consoles, Xbox right. series consoles. Uh, PlayStation has 20.84 million uh, consoles. So they're, you know, so even PlayStation's leading on the global scene by around uh, a, a little bit more than 5 million units, right? right? Ultimately, with all of this being said, we've said it, you know, before on the show, and it's still just as relevant now, console sales do not matter to Xbox. They don't. Right. What matters to Xbox is Game Pass subscribers. That's really ultimately what's going to matter for them. With that being said, I'm not saying that consoles are completely obsolete. They, 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 They don't matter at all because, you know, each console that you sell is an opportunity to sell someone Game Pass. Right. Yes. Um, now. For me personally, I think it does all come down to chip shortages, right? I don't think that there's a store in Japan that is just plumb full with PlayStation 5 consoles right there sitting on the shelf available to purchase for everyone, right? I would say it's probably very similar to how it is here in the States. It's hard to get a PS5 right now. It's hard to get an Xbox Series X right now. Um, You know, the availability, you know, comes and goes. And a lot of that is, you know, the demand for these new consoles, I think, is still extremely high and the supply has not met the demand yet. And until that does, I don't think we're really going to be able to accurately gauge how well each of these console sales, you know, uh, for each of these platforms, you know, is, is doing. If we had a unlimited number of consoles out right now in stores and anyone could go and buy these, you know, with, with no restrictions or anything like that 
then we could really and truly see who's outperforming who. But right now, it's just a game about how many chips we can get, uh, how many chips we can order, how many chips you know these factories can make, um, who placed in their orders you know first and second and so on and so forth, right? That's what really matters. I would say Xbox would is is going to have a harder time selling more consoles in Japan than than PlayStation um, is. Um, and 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 I think one way around that would be a handheld system. Yep, hundred percent. The, the yep. Nintendo Switch is. I mean, we're talking about these numbers right here. The Nintendo Switch is just absolutely blowing the PlayStation five and the Xbox series consoles just right out of the water in sales. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the, consumers will show you what they want just by what they're purchasing. A lot of consumers in Japan are purchasing the switch, right? They definitely love that handheld mobile. Well, they, they, um, again, this is the, the reason why that is Zemi games is because, you know, 10 years ago, they were a console dominated uh, culture they are yep. no longer that way. They are dominated by handheld, by cafes, by gaming on the go. And that's why the Switches appeals. Yeah. Well, I mean, another another aspect as well, and we've mentioned this on the show um, a, a couple of other times, but, you know, culturally, uh, they, they, they don't have a ton of space in Japan, right? Their houses Correct. aren't as big as they are here in the States and, yes. and in European countries as well. And so to have a big bulky console and a big flat screen TV and all of that different stuff, I mean, it's, it's actually really interesting. Go and check out some um, Tokyo... Uh, apartment tour videos on YouTube sometime and you can just see how small a lot of these apartments are a switch just is a more practical uh, console to buy if you're looking to play games it just is um, yeah. it's more practical Absolutely. than PC it's more practical than console uh, than you know PlayStation 5 you know the the Xbox series consoles so this handheld system idea I think would be phenomenal for Xbox and it would help them sell so many units yeah. in that region. Another thing that's going to help them is um, I think it's uh, like project Keystone, right? The, the um, like, yeah, like just the, um, the, it's almost kind of like the Amazon fire stick for, yes. for Xbox, right? That I think that could help them out a lot as well. Um, but right okay. now, as far, like do these numbers really ultimately matter? They do not they do not matter. I mean, it's, it's a very minuscule difference. And I think once again, it all comes down to, um, to, to, to the shortage of these consoles, right? If you don't have them to sell, then you're not going to be able to sell them. And that's kind of what uh, PlayStation is, is, is currently experiencing. They're just getting less stock out than what uh, Xbox is able to do. Um, they got more stock out at the very beginning. Um, it's just one of those things, right? Um, but I don't think it really dramatically matters all that much. Japan matters as a market. Don't get me wrong; it's the third largest market uh, per uh, revenue uh, in you know in the games industry, right? Per country, right? Japan's number three. Uh, United States is number two. China's number one. Um, so absolutely, Japan matters. But you know this specific, you know these this you know specific data that we're talking about, this four thousand you know unit difference doesn't really matter a whole lot especially not right now with these uh shortages right yeah I mean, one of the things that doesn't come up in conversation enough uh is it, my, sony keeps uh elaborating that it's a shortage of chips but no one seems to talk about the fact that it could be their yield issues True. um you know again it's rumored that they're that they're losing a console one out of every two now i don't know if that's still a fact but uh, it's certainly a part of the conversation but 
you know, that was rumored. But you know, also too to point out, remember mm-hmm. Sony had a different approach when they first launched. They put out the front end was heavier loaded with PS5s than the Xbox was. So yes. I think this also this is also coming to bite them in the, the butt a little bit. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And I want to push back just a a little bit on what Zemi was saying, because I agree with the by and large everything he was saying, um, because he's right. If you're if you're looking at those numbers in terms of who's going to win in Japan, then it's like this isn't going to turn the tides. Right. Like PlayStation is still going to beat Xbox in Japan this generation. I pretty much guarantee it. Just like I can pretty much guarantee that Xbox is going to win in the States. But I feel like when you look at it in terms of Xbox just making themselves known in japan just like having a presence there a to part the of the conversation actually, yeah, yeah. To, to where but, they have a seat we, at the table i feel like that's the bigger more important aspect of this good point i agree with that. i hear you but i don't even think we need this data to even show that i think all that we need to show that is seeing persona 5 coming into game pass yeah uh, during the, the dlc we, we don't by even the way. need this yeah. data for that um also you know i think phil regardless of like the console sales obviously the console sales are helping it right but i think phil actually taking an actual interest in the region traveling over there building those connections shaking oh, those hands networking yeah. the way that he has been is is really what is uh what what is what has built this up right um like probably i think that is that is actually more important than you know the the number of console sales that they have for the japanese market because a lot of these japanese games they're they're bought here in america americans love uh japanese games europeans love japanese games so you know just selling consoles in japan i don't think is the biggest thing that's going to dictate whether Japanese companies sell their game on the Xbox or publish the Xbox. I think the biggest thing that has helped impact that is, you know, Phil Spencer actually going over there and Xbox actually taking an interest in what these Japanese developers are doing and making deals with them. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great point. Listen, N64, Josh, let's get your final opinion on this. Where, where do you fall? Because like I said, there, there, there's been some really great opinions on this. Uh, Zemi Games has made some great points. Uh, I, I, again, the fact that that Microsoft, in a region that they have notoriously failed for the second time this year, outpaced Sony. Now, you you can equate that to chip shortages or yield issues. I think it's it, I, 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 I'm, again, I will push back on it. No one's going to be like, hey, you know, I want to buy a PlayStation 5. But, hey, look, there's a there's an Xbox sitting there. Let me just go buy this brand that I never bought before. For the H of it. I, I I do not agree with that at all. I think that people are buying Xbox there because they want to buy Xbox there. Microsoft is setting up themselves up to make their console and their platform a part of the conversation, which for years it wasn't. And I, I think at the center of that conversation is Xbox Game Pass, but getting games like Persona in there. And again, uh, uh, Zemi's right. Uh, Microsoft does not necessarily care about uh, console sales. No, they they want to say a Game Pass, and like I said, that's why they went out and got this riot uh, the riot deal. What well, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Uh, they need to strike while the iron is hot, right? Yep. And going after something like Monster Hunter. Yep would be would be a huge play well that that's why certain affinity is working on a monster hunter-esque game that is exclusive to the brand Mm, and and that being within cloud gaming and then the ability to use something like a backbone or 
you know, something that allows you to play your game on the go just by being a part of Game Pass. I mean, I fell asleep last night playing Shredder's Revenge with my backbone on my iPhone. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I own I own Shredder's Revenge on my Switch with a bigger so screen. I, I, bought, I, I double dipped as well. Yeah. But there's achievements on the Xbox. Yes. Right? <laughs> yep. And so that that's a that, that's a factor for me. I want to I want to keep that gamer score going up, you know? So so that's where that's where I'm playing. That's where I'm that's where I'm that's where I'm leveling up. And it runs so smooth. Like going back to cloud gaming after not touching it for probably 6 months. I can't believe how smooth it runs. Even when I'm not like in I was sitting outside on my front porch and a, like pretty far from my router still worked relatively well there was a little some artifacts and a little bit of lag here and there but nothing that wasn't that wasn't that made it unplayable but but getting that nailed down in a in a place where it does seem like people like to keep you know uh, their space is valuable yes right And, and you've got the playstation 5 there popping its collar taking up a massive part of their living room versus a series s that's just like a Kleenex box, you know, yep. or, 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 or the X that's, that's not that much bigger either. That's, that's, that has to be appealing. Couple that with game pass that you can play certain games without even needing a controller. They're just at your fingertips, but now you've got more games. You got apex mobile. You've got, I mean, call of duty mobile is massive. Like they're, I, I, I think, I think it's Game Pass that's really pushing this this needle, not just the uh, not not just it's there's there's just more to play for your money yeah. at this at, at that point. And so I, I think I think it's a huge factor. Again, my overall stance is like I, I don't I don't want to see either of these companies win. I want to see both of them in a very, very healthy fight, like as a fan of like UFC and, and things like that. What are the best fights when you see both contenders just going at it toe to toe and you, you don't know who's going to win? It's a nail biter, right? That That's what I want to see from, from all three of these companies. I do want to add a little clarity because I see the the super chat from uh, from Don. I, I do know that Nintendo's releasing, uh, that has been releasing games. There's not much of a drought there, but where there's a drought is those games that everybody's hyped about, everybody's talking about. We saw it with Shredder's Revenge for a short a, a short period of time those are the games that i'm talking about where a massive amount of the gaming community is playing talking about it and almost kind of brings us together you know what i mean something kind of like what animal crossing did back during yes. the, the pandemic stuff really? like that it's those those games that are bringing a massive those amount marquee of hype. games yes that, that, that that's what i feel like we're lacking this year there's been a lot of niche titles especially from nintendo with you know fire emblem warriors that's which i just bought yeah 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 i had mario strikers yeah yeah and but the conversation of strikers has not been all that positive and so no no it hasn't and so that's that i feel like elden ring was like our staple game for this year shredder's revenge has been another one where where just everybody's excited about it everybody's talking about it and 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 those are some of the titles that that I re- really want to see so just to bring a little clarity there but i mean i think it's great that that xbox is is doing the work that they're doing you know taking taking that market share in japan it's 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 good because it it makes sony wake up right and in any time that that they're going to be put on their heels they're going to have to 
they're going to have to step up if they want to stay in this thing. And that's good for gaming. Yep, absolutely. Listen, every, this what one one hell of a show. We got all four topics in. Everyone had great points. Let me just catch up on the last two super chats that came in from Pragmatic Eagle, good friend of the generous friend of the program. He drops not one but two super chats for five dollars and says the superhero games are fun. I don't think that it's an issue. Uh, it's it's demand for it uh, to be license. Uh, it's the it's demand for it to be licensed superhero. Just build the world, create our own heroes. And the second super chat says, Xbox is known for create your own character, CAC, your own story, follow your own path kind of games. This needs to be their approach with superheroes. Yeah, and we could see that in this rumored uh, ZeniMax Online Marvel game. It could very well be that where you do create your own story, create your own hero. I, I, I Again, I'm more of a traditionalist. I would like them to have their own story-driven, Marvel-esque type of game, but we, only time is going to tell. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. We had over 400 people stop by and hang out today. I can't thank you enough. The Super Chats were um, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I will be doing our, our annual Christmas in July giveaway. Uh, I believe that's going to come the second week of the second or third week of the month. Uh, we're giving away four hundred dollars worth of worth of digital giveaways. Uh, it's probably going to be in the form of eight fifty dollar gift cards to your choice of PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, or or or, or Nintendo Switch over there, uh, your eShop. Um, and we'll give details as we get closer to that. But let's get to the outros. We'll start first with our guests in uh, uh, Infinite Umbra. Please, by all means, brother, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can find you on other podcasts. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? You guys can reach me on social media under Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite. Uh, tomorrow is going to be interesting, boom, because tomorrow I'll be appearing on an Xbox International podcast. Very nice. Love those Rand- guys over there. Yeah. Oh, awesome. With, with Randall Althor, the man with a million. Nice. I'm, I'm going to try to get – now, Crazy Louie has challenged me to a sing-off. If you all don't know, you gentlemen would know. <laughs> But I sing all the damn time. I'm going to sing off. I'm going to try to get Rand to sing on camera. You're not going to get Rand to sing on camera. I can guarantee I'm going, you. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to coerce him into it. I'm like the man with the the uh, magical voice. That's to be a new name, Rand. Come on. Uh, but yeah, you guys can find me on that tomorrow. I'm. I believe it's five o'clock Eastern for the Xbox International. Yes. And my podcast with uh, Risky for the Biscuit, Jedi Knight, Peter, and Doom Cutie. You all can find. It's called Xbox. Um, infinite named yes. after me <clears throat> nobody will admit to it but it's named after me the xbox infinite podcast uh <laughs> on fridays at eight eastern it's kind of late but you know yeah it's worth it i think and um we got a few good guests coming soon um i think even we might have tim dog appearing not this week nice. but next week Nice. So, and we've had a lot of great people on there, including yourself, Boom. So we got to have you, you on there sir. again soon. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I uh, just want to say thank you again for the invite to this. And Daniel and Josh, it was a pleasure meeting you and Zemi always. It's always good to hear you, brother, and your takes on everything. And uh, thank you, everybody, for the, in the chat for coming to support. Thank you, brother. Well, thank, it was great to have you here. Definitely appreciate that. Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they want to find out that that the the, the, the troll uh, post that you made about Final Fantasy, so we can add to your views. But now, <laughs> yeah, come um, on down. Make sure you leave a comment about how much I suck. Tell your friends <laughs> to come and watch me suck. 
my goodness. Yeah, tell everyone about your incredible YouTube channel. Yeah. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so you can reach me uh, on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or on YouTube at just Daniel McGee, like it says right here. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great show. Had a lot of fun. It's been great getting to meet uh, Umbra and Zemi. Uh, Josh, boom, great as always. Uh, Thank a lot you, of fun. Yeah, well, it was great. And we got definitely got to get you back for sure. Zemi Games, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they could check out your YouTube channel. Find you on social media. But more importantly, tell them where they can support you by buying your first ever game back to school available on Steam and Xbox Live. Boom, I'm telling you, I just need you to do my or my outro for me, man. You do such a better <laughs> job than I do. But um, yeah, so my game back to school released uh, earlier this year. And uh, it is a educational quiz game where the player has to answer um, primary school primary school questions to see if they're uh, smart enough to graduate from elementary school. Um, so it's a really fun game. Um, a and lot it does of those, make you feel like a dummy because it does it it does make you feel like a dummy because there's a lot of things that you were taught in first grade that you do not remember now. Let me just tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Um, but I know all the answers because I made the game. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so you know, you guys can go uh, check out that game, purchase it on Xbox, on Steam for, um, or Steam for four dollars ninety nine cents. Uh, you guys can also follow me on uh, Twitter at Zimmy Games, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Boom! Thank you so much uh, for the invite. I was you know super happy that I could uh, jump in today and and help you with the uh, with the panel shortage. I definitely appreciate that, brother. You're always welcome here, as as you are uh, one of the founding members of the, uh, the the podcast. Thank you for that. And last and no way least, N64 Josh, or in some circles, TikTok Josh himself. Sell your brand, brother. Tell them where they can check you out in the 100-man Mario Kart on TikTok. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, I'm N64 Josh everywhere. I host a number of podcasts. The uh, Xbox Now podcast is back. We're recording a new episode tonight. Uh, that has its own YouTube channel. I, of course, do the Nintendo Powercast as well. Um, I'm on a Star Wars show called the Bendu Cast. Like, there's there's so many so many places to find me. But uh, yeah, we're we're racing live on uh, on TikTok every every afternoon around 4 p.m. Pacific. Whether we're racing or playing some retro games or or just hanging out, it's it's always a good time. And I really appreciate being here and hanging out with you guys. So thanks so much. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you having here. I got to give a shout out to um, Ozzyman Diaz uh, 88. He says, I, I will not tolerate any Elden Ring slant, slander. Guards, guards. And yes, I absolutely agree. Uh, it's still my game of the year. I have not beaten it, sadly. That last boss, the first form, no problem. I could beat him down even taking a hit. It's that dinosaur thing. Oh, He's echo the dolphin. Echo the dolphin a form. Cheese MF. I, I, I have hate tried that part. so many builds. I, oh my god! I, just, I will get him eventually. He's a cheese master. 07 for sure. I despise um, that second form. Yeah, he is just ridiculous because he falls all the way back, and it's like you're just you're just kind of hung out the dry. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Definitely appreciate all the uh, all the all the, the 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 clicks for the you know for the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider hitting the like button. If you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. We are on a march to 12k. That's what we want to do this year. We hit 10k on the Iron Lords podcast earlier this year in January, and I'd love to finish off the year with an additional 2k. 12k. We're almost at 11. 
We're a couple of hundred away, and uh, we'd love to get to the 12K mark. That would be big for the channel. And, of course, I want to say a big thank you once again to all of the Super Chats. Those power the show, allow us to do these big giveaways. And, of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. (laughs) 